listeners, it's Saturday afternoon. You know what that means. It's time for Liberty Ladies Unite. Say hello, ladies. Hello. Another Saturday of Freedom Speak on KIVA Rock of Talk, 93.7, 1600 AM, Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can email us and at libertyladiesunite at gmail.com. You can listen to us also on the Rock of Talk app or rockoftalk.com. And we ask that if you want to support this station, you can subscribe to rockoftalk.chat. It's a great way to get annotations That's and right. playbacks of our shows and lots of great articles. And on this show, we're giving you the knowledge and tools to join us pushing back against socialism, communism, and trampling of your personal liberty and God-given rights. So you can stay free. Absolutely. That being said, I am Rebecca. I'm Natalie. We are your Liberty Ladies, and we unite. So, glad to be back with you live today. Yes, Merry Christmas season, everybody. That's right, we said it. Merry Christmas. Christmas. That's right. If you don't like it, hey, call in and talk to us about it. We're totally up for that. That's right. And if you you celebrate Hanukkah, then that's good, too. Yes, happy um, Hanukkah. Absolutely. Well, technically, Hanukkah ended last Thursday. Okay. Yeah, Thursday night. Yeah. It so, okay, we'll have you belated Hanukkah then, right? There we go. Okay. So, going to start off uh, with um, a little bit of a rant from me, and uh, then we're going to move forward uh, with our opening segment, and then we'll open up the line so you guys can call and talk to us. Yeah, we got a lot of good things to talk about today, so you definitely want to jump on the air. I mean, we're going to be looking at more rules for radicals. Um, a, a response to one of our haters who called us a fascist the other day. That's and of course, right. What would a Liberty Ladies show be without mask mania? Absolutely. The madness <laughs> continues. <laughs> da, da, da. Yes. We got to come up with a sound effect for that. I know, right? Boing. Until we do, I am perfectly happy supplying crappy sound effects. Absolutely. We'll do it. So uh, the other day... I was heartbroken to see a video on social media of a couple that had boarded a commercial airline flight. Some of you might have seen this. And they were told by the crew that their two-year-old daughter had to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Okay, needless to say, their two-year-old daughter re, uh, refused to do so and was crying out in terror and did not want to do it. She refused, and ultimately the airline threw them off the plane. This is where we are at. Oh, my goodness. I have seen people being made to wait outside of huge superstores personally myself because I was in some of those lines at one point in time. In the freezing cold, literally, I was at a Walmart one day. It was 25 degrees outside. They were making people wait outside for a couple of hours to get into the store. This huge superstore that can hold thousands of customers, and they were apparently only letting 75 people in. And there were elderly people. There were infant children out there. People with legitimate medical conditions are being refused equal access to vital services goods because they can't wear a mask. People are being refused unemployment because they can't wear a mask, whether it be for medical, religious, or simply because they choose to exercise their constitutional freedom and liberty not to wear one. I've personally been ganged up on by multiple employees of retail stores, Costco is one of them, because I chose not to comply. So many people are convinced that masks will save them from eventually dying, and as they wear this ugly thing on their faces, they are afraid of those that choose not to wear one. Why would that be? If the mask works so well, why do I got to wear one for you to be safe, for you to feel safe? And why am I responsible for you feeling safe? 
Americans, and especially the citizens of New Mexico, have been held hostage by politicians drunk on power, such as the Marxist midget in Santa Fe, we call governor here in New Mexico. Through perceived power, they issue unconstitutional mandates and lockdowns. Fear tactics such as repurposed construction signs and billboards portraying deadly consequences for not wearing a mask are employed. We are bombarded by stories of overwhelmed hospitals, refrigerated makeshift morgue trailers, shortages of staff, all while we see reports of large layoffs of medical personnel. If you go to these supposedly packed hospitals, you see mostly empty parking lots and no evidence of any refrigerated trailers. At the beginning of this so-called pandemic, hospital ships were sent to the east and west coast, and emergency hospitals were deployed. These resources went mostly unused and were removed shortly after. Funny thing, huh? You can't even watch anything on TV without having commercials with somebody trying to sell you a mask. I, I think that this has become a commercial enterprise at this point. People are feeding off the fear to make bucks off a of selling mask to cater to people's fears. And even one ad I saw with a device to put under your mask to help you breathe. Isn't that funny? All of this has created a culture of fear. It's like we all got kidnapped several months ago, had all our freedom taken away, and then it's slowly given back a little at a time and often taken away again. People don't even make eye contact anymore. The concept of customer service is mostly gone. People are so afraid that the only thing that matters to them is if everybody is wearing a mask and, or social distancing, even though overwhelming evidence shows that virus spreads as it does regardless. And even then, the actual risk of dying from the virus is less than 1%. Elderly people in retirement homes and those dying from terminal illness are prevented from being with their loved ones in their last moments of life. The concept of empathy, caring, and love seem to be departing our lives. The importance of educating our children no longer seems to matter. Traditions for honoring our dead are being suppressed. I heard in church yesterday, well, actually the other day, it wasn't yesterday, that you cannot live in fear and have faith at the same time. I believe this is very true. After several months of this oppression, most people are simply complying and accepting this as normal. This is not normal. This is very abnormal. Brave American men have stormed beaches facing almost certain death to secure our freedom and liberty. Today, most people have given away that freedom in just a few, few short months and are now too afraid to even walk into a grocery store without bowing down to fascist demands. This country belongs to we, the people, not big corporations and not big brother. The only way this comes to an end is if those of us that are woke refuse this new abnormal and push back by living our lives normally in defiance of these unconstitutional, immoral, and criminal activities by our corrupt political officials and greedy corporations. Hopefully our example will result in others following us instead of the lie they have been led to believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it's interesting that you make that correlation that basically... Our freedoms have been traded for what? Fear. This goes back to Ben Franklin's quote when he said that people who would trade their liberty for a little bit of security or even just the promise of security deserve neither. We are, we are so oriented these days around fear. We're so oriented around, well, we have to make sure that we're safe. 
we have to be sure that we don't kill anybody without meaning to. Especially I, grandma, right? We're I'm always sorry. We're going to kill grandma. Has the definition of manslaughter changed? And someone got really ticked off <laughs> at me months and months ago uh, when I pointed this out. Because, you know, she had said, oh, well, if you're espousing, you know, unsafe practices and that makes you basically a murderer because you might kill someone. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Has the legal definition of manslaughter changed? Oh, yeah, she didn't like that. Because it's true. No, infecting someone with a virus or passing along a virus, which, by the way, you have no control over. No control over. And you passing along to someone, to someone else, who passes it to someone else. Are we supposed to take this to mean as if I'm, the, I'm somewhere down the chain who passed it along eventually to someone's grandma or grandpa or whoever who eventually gets it and ends up dying, if I'm supposed to believe that that makes me a murderer or at the very least culpable in manslaughter, then does that mean we're retroactively going to go back and prosecute thousands and millions of people for killing people during flu season because they didn't quarantine and they passed it along to someone's grandma or grandpa? It's crazy. It's like the butterfly effect. If if you're the one that steps on that butterfly and years down the road uh, somebody dies from it, you're going to be held responsible. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It, this, is, this is so insane. There There is a reason why things like murder, murder one, murder two, murder three, manslaughter, why they are clearly defined and someone's culpability, someone's responsibility in the taking of someone else's life is clearly defined by the law. Laws that are passed again by who? Oh, yeah, legislatures. Sure, they're ratified by a governor or the president, but they are duly passed by a legislature because that is how our system works. No, you are not guilty of murder or killing someone just because you were infected with a virus. Yeah, sure, maybe you didn't know it and you passed it along to someone else. I'm sorry, has virology changed? Has virology changed in the last 100 or 200 years? Apparently it's changed in the last several months. Yeah. Everything has changed, Everything this year, 2020, uh, 200 years of virology or immunology, whatever, whatever knowledge we have gained about this subject, has suddenly flown out the window. And if you're someone out there who says, oh, but you, you're a science denier and you need to believe in the science, great. Why don't you crack open a book then and look up the settled science on a lot of this stuff? Because there are many things that are actually settled about how our body reacts, a normal immune response to an outside entity or attacker, a virus or bacteria. And I'm sorry, the nature of the virus or bacteria While there can be subtle differences between people for multiple and varied reasons on how their body reacts or to what extent or how efficiently, the basic biology of how our body reacts to an invader does not change. The basic biology written into our DNA code does not change. Our immune systems work, again, unless, of course, you're one of those few people who unfortunately have an immune system that doesn't work in the normal way. But even all the doctors recognize that those people are the outliers. They are not the normal healthy population. Yes, those people need to be protected. Oh, and guess what? I know a lot of people like that. They have protected themselves for years, decades, 
over 60 years in the case of one of them that I know, to them protecting themselves because they have a known immunological disorder is no biggie. They have been doing it. They've been exercising their right to look after their own interests for their entire lifetime, or at least since they've known about their disorder. They're good. No, she literally told me, I'm good. I don't see why you all feel the need to protect me. I know how to protect me. It's not like you all are barging into my house, trespassing, coughing on me. I'm perfectly fine staying at home if I want to stay at home. I don't see why you all are doing it. This coming from a person who has an immune system that does not work the same as all of ours do. I love this thing where you, these people, they've been led to believe that they are responsible for you keeping yourself safe. No, you're not responsible for keeping me safe. You need to mind your own business. I can keep myself safe just fine, and I have been my entire life. And I've got to be yeah. 58 years old doing that, and I think, I, I think I've learned how to do it pretty well by now. Yeah. You know, it, it, <laughs> we all, if we all look after our own best interests, for the most part, we will be fine. And don't let anyone tell you, oh, that's selfish. Uh, so did you come out of the womb saying, oh, mom, that's okay. I don't need breast milk. You, you keep that for your own body. <laughs> no, every baby comes out screaming and hollering because they were warm and now they're cold. They were comfortable and now they're intensely uncomfortable and they're hungry. Yeah. Everyone, it's a survival instinct. We know what we need. We know when our needs are not being met. And the basic tenet of freedom and liberty is that everyone is free to fulfill their own needs as they see fit, again, without trespassing upon other people's rights. But the problem comes when we decide to trust the government, the state, to fulfill our needs, to give us fulfilling lives, and to look after our own best interests. There's no one worse to look after everyone's own best interest. I'm sorry, would you trust your neighbor down the street whose name you probably don't even know to look after your own best interest? You probably wouldn't even trust them with your pet, much less your child or your health care. True. So why are we thinking that a few people in offices that we've elected true we may have elected them but but a few people who don't even know who we are don't know our names know absolutely nothing about our lives our health conditions our specific situations and the myriad of variables that impact each one of our lives why do we expect them to know how to keep us safe or well or fed or clothed or happy And why do they even think they have the right to do that? Yesterday, I was shopping in Walmart. Now, I go into the store, and I'm doing some shopping, and it's in a store I don't normally shop at, so I was was trying to figure out where the pet food was. And so I'd been walking around the store. Of course, I never wear a mask because it's ridiculous. And I walked up to one of the store employees and said, asked them where the pet food was pet food department was and she pointed oh yeah it's down there and then as i'm turning and walking away saying oh you have to wear a mask and i said uh, no thank you that's what i always just some yeah. no thank you and i just proceeded on and as i'm walking away she's screaming to the top of her lungs 
freaked out. It's like people have lost their minds. Yes. That's like what for for starters, why do you care if I wear a mask? And and secondly, what gives you the right, somebody that I don't even know, to tell me what to do? Since when is that okay? Right. You know, I, I was watching a, a program on TV there, Dan. I just happened to come along this thing where they were playing music from the 60s. I love music from the 60s. If I could tra- teleport myself in time <laughs> to a different time, I would go to the 60s and I would live there. People back in the 60s, they were, it was like going through a revolution and they, they were like, uh, living for freedom and doing their own thing and pushing back on the man and, and all of this stuff. And it's like, what happened to those people? Yes. Why, and now we have a generation of people that, oh, well, we want the government to take care of us. We don't want any freedom anymore. We don't care about our freedom. We don't have any ambition of our own. We don't have any goals of our own. We just want the government to take care of us, and we want to sit at home and watch Netflix. Right. We want to be comfortable yeah. as opposed to free. What the heck happened? Yeah. I don't even understand that mentality. Two six six sixteen hundred in Akiva. Yeah, if you want to join in. in on the conversation, five oh five two six six sixteen hundred. Yeah, our freedoms are getting flushed down the toilet because as a society we have become largely complacent. And and it's very interesting that 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 what you shared, I read that article as well about the couple who were trying to force their toddler into a mask. And What's the happened to protecting your children? Is terrified. If this was pre-Woo flu, pre-Wuhan virus, that those people would have been reported and arrested for child abuse. Yeah. If anyone was seen trying to force their child's face into a mask, everyone would have been calling CYFD. Everyone would have been saying... Um, oh, my God, what are you doing to that child? You're scarring them for life. You're terrorizing them. <laughs> well, now everyone's being terrorized. So, oh, it's normal now. It's okay. We can terrorize our children. No, no, thank you. I, I do not cho- choose to normalize this behavior for my children. I do not choose for them to be used to putting something over their face that can possibly restrict their breathing or, at the very least, uh, have them rebreathe their own bacteria. Not to mention, you don't want to give them that lesson that uh, they need to be compliant and just go along right. with whatever they're told to do. You want your children to think, and it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Can you give me a good reason? It's like, no, there isn't one. Every now and then, my five-year-old will put on a mask and go, look, Mommy, I'm a doctor, and he'll play surgeon or something like that. Yeah. Like, okay, that's cool, proper thing. Or he'll put on his Batman mask and say, see, I've got my mask on, Mom. You go, boy. You go, baby. I love that. <laughs> I, I just I love it when he does that. Yeah, you know, I think, I think the answer to your question is, is why are we at this point? I think it was Joe Bonehead who said it best himself when he said, <laughs> Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. About that one. <laughs> I think that sums it up, don't you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think God. so, yeah, because smart people uh, don't want to go along with what he's saying he wants them to do. It's like, what? you got to be kidding me. Sick and tired of smart guys. <laughs> that, that, ju- that just says it all right there. That's Awesome. So, Natalie, you want to dig into uh, rule number four of Solovinsky's yes. Rules for Radicals? Mm, yeah. We're having a lot of fun with these. Let's do it. So, 
Rule number four, make the enemy live up to its own book of rules. Yes, or as Dan Bongino says... Uh, you know, rules for thee, not for me. I don't think so. Right. New rules. If you're going to make us live up to it, then we're going to make you follow the right. same rule. If the rule is that every letter gets a reply, send 30,000 letters. You can kill them with this because no one can possibly obey all their own rules. And, and this is serious. This is so true. If we, and, and I love to apply this not just to government, but to corporation absolutely the besieged entity's credibility and reputation is at stake because if activists catch them lying or not living up to their commitments then you can continue to chip away at that reputation and damage them seriously like oh let's say here um costco Costco. I'm familiar Ooh, with Costco. Yes. I was ganged yes. up by four store employees in Costco. They're yep. devoting so many resources to uh, enforcing masks. Oh, oh yeah. We've Instead been, of selling big screen TVs and, and stuff, they're yeah, more we, interested We've been in stalked down the aisles uh, with my children, too, nonetheless, in, in Costco by multiple managers. So here's the thing. You have multiple places where you can complain and hold corporations accountable. And the reason that I'm all on fire to hold corporations accountable is because for those of you who think that we still live in a democratic republic, I got news for you. It has morphed into more of a corporate oligarchy, meaning that the top corporations in the country who have the influence and the money are the ones who using various things, including, you know, campaign donations and lobbyists, they actually have more influence on legislation, uh, even at the state level on bills that go through our legislation, city councils, etc. National all the way to local corporations actually exert more influence than do our elected officials. That's a corporate oligarchy where the corporations, the people who do run business, essentially are running the company, I mean, running the country. And we actually see that to a large extent through big tech. Oh, yeah. What was that thing that came out recently? Uh, Zuckerberg and his wife, they've donated more than $410 million to companies, or not companies, technically they're 501c3s that influenced the election, that actually in, installed uh, different things around elections, especially in battleground states that were not constitutional so and the unlawful. Question is, why are the Democrats not just really, really interested in this? They were interested in a couple of Russians uh, in the last election right. posting a few ads online, and that oh, was yeah, a huge for, deal. For, uh, just a few hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it was a pretty much ads. a non-existent thing. Four hundred or six hundred k, you know, depending on who you look at there, and and um, that was enough to influence the election. Oh, really? Okay, so that means that when Zuckerberg spends four hundred and ten million Zucker bucks, oh, that must buy a lot of influence. Yeah. In our so election, why right? why are they not appointing a special counsel and just going after that? Precisely. Again. And why aren't they Why aren't they suspecting Joe Biden? And being involved. Make them live up to their own rules. That's why now there's a special counsel in the White House to look into, um, oh, who was it? Is is it the Bidens yet? No, it's someone else I'm thinking about. Wasn't it for Hunter? 
Uh, no, no, it, it was, oh, the name's escaping me now. I'll find it. I'll find okay. it and circle back to it. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that the left tried to do for the last three and a half, four years. And if they think that now they can say, oh, well, once Biden's in the White House, now it's time to heal and make peace and make nice. If you think that's going to happen, you are insane. Because uh, conservatives, libertarians, the rest of us who aren't Marxist crazies are going to be all, hey, you all think you can hashtag resist and hashtag not my president? Hold my beer. Let me show you how to not my president resist. That's right. Because we actually have hard evidence of some serious voter fraud. Yeah, and it's hard being, evidence. It's being swept under the rug. No PP tapes here. No. No PP. We, we don't need them. We actually have text messages. Oh, and videos and TikTok videos, too, of actual voter fraud and actual Biden crime family shenanigans. So, yeah, we, we've, we've actually got the stuff. To back it up now, whereas you all didn't have the stuff to back up Russian collusion, and even Mueller had to admit, yeah, sorry, nothing there. Oh, but but I didn't find any proof that there wasn't nothing not there. Yeah, that's that like how does that make any sense mud. at all? I know. I'm like, that's not what you were tasked. By the way, everybody, five zero five two six six sixteen hundred. If you want to call in and talk to us, that's right. So I I've, I've been thinking about this whole thing. These judges, they keep not hearing these cases it's yes. not that they're hearing the case and they're saying well i'm sorry uh, no you don't you don't win and, and you lose no it's not that they are refusing to hear the cases okay so yes. we have all of this blatant overwhelming election fraud which if you guys pay attention at all you've seen videos you've seen you've seen the data you've seen that these dominion voting machines were rigged I mean, I heard, what, 67% error rate on yes. the one machine? No, and an they actual, all have the same software. An actual da- uh, forensic data analyst took a look at the machines and said, these machines have an unbelievable error rate, the acceptable error rate. I mean, I mean the, the professionally acknowledged and acceptable error rate for elections across the board in our country is 0.0008%. And I might be missing a zero in there. No, this data analyst was astounded. He said, these things have an error rate of 68%, and it's impossible to unravel after the errors made. These things were made to be rigged. They were made for voter fraud. I'm sorry, if you can have an error rate of 68%, oh, that's more than enough to change the results of an election, and now you can't even go back forensically. If you can't go back forensically and unwind and discover, okay, where did the votes really go? Well, then you can't prove that the vote wasn't well, cast that way. These people that have these voting machines, they're they're basically wiping the drives. They're kind of doing like the the Hillary Clinton thing with right? the emails. It's like what you like wipe it with a cloth, you know? They're, <laughs> they're just act, you know, they're. They're destroying the evidence the longer this drags on. And the problem that I'm seeing consistently over and over and over again, it seems as though these judges, I'm not sure if it's because they're cowards or they're corrupt or maybe a little bit of both. I'm not really sure. But they're refusing to take these cases because they don't want to get involved in the politics. Yes. Isn't it all politics? Mm -hmm. Isn't everything politics? Oh, yeah. 
So is it that you don't want to get involved because of the politics because it would maybe benefit the conservatives? Or is it because you're just afraid to do your job because you're afraid of taking the criticism? Yeah. And I, and what I, is it? Well, it, it, one thing with the Supreme Court, to circle back to, to what you said about that, it, and it's a great point, is that judges are not saying that there was no fraud. They're just refusing to hear the cases, therefore hear the evidence about voter or election fraud. Because for, for many years, the Supreme Court's take on that has been, we stay out of the elections because we're bipartisan. We're, you know, we're nonpartisan. We're, we stay out of the elections. We don't want to get involved in all of that. And I'm really disappointed that the Supreme Court decided to stay out of it this time. It looks like we've got a caller on the line. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Yes, this is Manuel. Hi, Manuel. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. So I heard you guys talking about uh, going to Costco and uh, the managers uh, coming over and talking with you and everything like that. And I believe that it's unconstitutional for this mask mandate, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. uh, what what kind of actions can I take in terms of being able to do the same? Because I I find it un unconstitutional, but I still have to shop in the store. And I mean, uh, how how can I go about that? Well, in a legal way and be able to be socially acceptable still without a mask. Okay, Manuel, there is, there is a great possible? there is a great resource that I would highly recommend to you that you can learn a lot about the stuff about your legal rights in this kind of situation. You can go to Peggy Hall's website, thehealthyamerican.org. Yes. It's a great resource. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. We talk about that a lot. She's got videos on there. She works with a lawyer which actually knows these laws inside and out. And, you know, another thing I can tell you, Emmanuel, and this is what I'm doing, is if a company treats me as badly as Costco did, I canceled my membership and I'll never be back there again. Right. Because there are places in town where I can shop and people don't hassle me. And that's where I shop. It's like, yeah, they're posting the sign in the window uh, because that's what they're required to do, saying, hey, you know, state mandate says you have to wear a mask. But they're just kind of ignoring it. And I would also say, Emmanuel, that... You sort of asked uh, two different questions there. You know, how can I still do this legally? Well, technically, yes. it is legal for you to go in there. And um, technically, legally speaking, they are a place of public accommodation. And don't let them tell you, oh, but we're a membership club. That doesn't count. No, actually, because anyone from the public can walk in during any of their business hours and apply for a membership then and there, and as long as they can pay the $45 or whatever fee for it, they can get a membership then and there and shop that day. That is a public accommodation. Therefore, they are a place of public accommodation. And as such, they grant everybody in the public an irrevocable license to enter their premises and have access to their goods and services. And that's getting into some of the Civil Rights Law of 1967, Title II, um, and then when you want, if you want to go the medical route, um, you can go to ADA, American Disabilities Act, Title III, and then the ADAAA, which expanded on what disabilities are. But constitutionally speaking, if a business grants the public a license to be on their premises, then if you're on their premises and you haven't violated any laws, they can't say that you are trespassing. And as we all know, Mask mandates are not laws. Therefore, 
well, they can say, oh, you're not wearing a mask, you're trespassing, but by the letter of the law, that's not an actual violation. So the other question that you had asked, though, was how can I do this and still be socially acceptable? We, the answer is just no, you can't. Right now, part of the problem is that we've all been hoodwinked into thinking that the masks make us socially acceptable. And that is why the majority of our population still dons masks, even though many of them don't want to, don't like to, and don't even believe that they help. And it's a lot more than the politicians or mainstream media want to admit. But because everyone thinks, well, I put it on to make other people comfortable, I put it on because, you know, then... I don't get looked at weird or I don't get hassled. That's part of the problem. So we've talked before how everyone needs to find their own way to fight back. Sometimes it's walking in the store with your mask on and is taking it off once you're inside. Um, Some people like to do that. Some people like, well, me and Rebecca, we like to just go in a store without a mask on and just pretend like everything is normal. You know, did that just the other day. I shopped for over an hour. No one bothered me. In fact, actually, I I rounded a corner with my cart, and another lady was there, and she had pulled the, the mask under her chin, and she kind of looked at me scared, like, oh, no, I need to put this back on. So I just passed her and said, it's so good to see your face, and I kept walking. There's a, there's a, a fear that people have been made to have. I was at Home Depot the other day, me and my roommate, and we were in there, and we went in without a mask. And the lady at the door yelled at us, at us we were coming in, and I just ignored her and kept walking. I don't acknowledge them. I just ignore them. I walk on. It's like this person means nothing to me. They don't have any authority to tell me what to do. Right. I walked on in. We're doing some shopping. Another guy comes around. Uh, this one of the customers talks to me and my roommate says, Hey, how'd you guys get in without a mask? We just, we just walked, walked in. in. Right. And he said, Really? He was wearing a mask. He took the mask off and stuck it in his pocket. Yeah. So, so by, by you going out and behaving normally, you can make it more comfortable for other people. To be normal. Exactly. We've got to bring, this play, we've got to bring the world back to normalcy because what's going on, like I said in my monologue up front, is this is very abnormal. And yes. they're creating a very a sickness in our society. And There's, they're trying to call it the new Normal, but what what you ha- what you have to understand is so many people now have been brainwashed into thinking, oh, if I don't put cover my face, then I'm not acceptable. So if you want to push back against this, I'll give you a few things that you can do behind the scenes. You can go online, find their corporate email or their corporate number, and you can call and or email and complain to their corporate office. And you can even say, look, you guys are violating our civil rights. I don't appreciate being harassed. I don't appreciate being told that I have to segregate. Because if you don't wear a mask, they'll say, oh, you can only do online shopping. No, no, that's segregation. That's, that's yeah. what the Civil Rights Act Whatever is happened to going into a store? I like to go into a store. Like, if I go into a store, like, I won't shop in Best Buy anymore. I was treated really horribly last time I bought anything from them. And I won't go in there anymore. I used to like, Best Buy used to be one of my favorite stores to go to, to just look around, see what new stuff they had out, because 
that it's impulse buying. It's like whatever happened to the concept of impulse buying where they put stuff out and you go around and you look at it. It's like, wow, I never see anything. I want one of those. Yeah. It's like that right has been taken away from me. And that's, and that's unlawful for businesses to do because, again, they've granted the public an irrevocable license. Well, you can even call and tell um, the corporate office or you can put it in. I would recommend putting it in an email saying, you know, you guys are violating the irrevocable license that you're extending to the public and you are causing, a, uh, you're causing segregation based on mask privilege. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and you're going to run into circular logic, too. That's part of the problem um, in some of the, we'll just call them discussions that I've had. You end up with um, these employees, and they're like, well, we're following the law, okay? So you can't come in here. Uh, it's not uh, law. It's not a law. But the, what they say is, we have the right to refuse service. This is private property. And then so I'm like, okay, so it's private, so you have the right to make the rules on your own. You get to, you get to decide who comes and goes, like right? Like your own house. Yes, yeah. it's private property. So then, so then you're choosing to tell me I have to wear a mask to come in here. You're choosing to make me- medical decisions for me. No, no, it's a law. No, you just said you're a private company, so you yeah. can make your own yeah. rules. Yeah. So, w- which is it? Are you are you a private company where you make your own rules, or are you a place of public accommodation where you're following quote unquote laws? Yeah. So you you can you can do things by complaining. To the corporations, and I absolutely think that that needs to be done. And then the other way that you can do it is actively going into stores and acting normal. Like Rebecca was saying, just Mm -hmm. act normal, act like everything's normal, it's perfectly normal to show my face. You see someone without a mask, oh, hey, good to see your face. And just keep walking, don't ask for permission, etc. So you've, you've got options, Manuel, and anyone else out there, too, who wants to do this. But you need to find some way to push back. And you know, I go little by little. Uh, as, as you start doing, courage starts coming and confidence starts building. So maybe you need to send a few emails, make some phone calls first. Let these companies know that you are ticked off at them. And then maybe do some shopping. Do some yeah. Christmas shopping. Yeah. You know, maybe sneak the mask off halfway through. I had, I had somebody want. that went along with me the other day when mm-hmm. I was shopping at Walmart and I uh, because she was going in with me, it made her more brave, and she right. went in without a mask, and probably the first time she's gone in without a mask for months, and she did her Christmas shopping, and she had the best time. Yep. It's well, like, it's wow, this liber- is freedom. Liberating. Very liberating once you realize, and once more people see, nothing bad happens when you show your face, more people will take off the mask. That's right. We want to see your face. We want to see your smile. But thank you so much for calling in, Manuel. That was a great question. And we great have another question. caller, so who do we have on the line? Oh, hi, this is Lisa. Hey, Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Um, I wanted to let you know that I tend to handle it a little differently than um, you all are discussing about the mask. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, um, I keep my shoes covered when I go in. Um, for, I, I made shoe covers, and what's really funny is I don't wear a mask, but I have these shoe covers on. Okay. Hmm. So when I walk up, people look at me like... What you must be really, you know, paranoid about this. <laughs> then I get in line, and I and and I look them up and down like, and I look at their shoes very uh-huh. specifically. Oh, so you're shaming and, them on their shoes? I love it. Yeah. No, there's more. <laughs> there's more. And then, you know, as I get in closer to the door and I get my my basket, I don't touch their basket. Ah. I ask yes. the employees, "What have you cleaned here?" 
Nice. Oh, very nice. Said, and they say, oh, we sprayed this and we sprayed that. And I said, but did you wipe here? Did you wipe here? <laughs> nice. I, I make them clean it all down. <laughs> Inside, all around. And I, I, I make sure, I said, if you weren't going to fight this virus, let's F them fight, fight this virus. That's right. That's right. Oh, my and, gosh. She's totally using Solovinsky's rule number four. I love it. <laughs> and, and then people are so mad because they're backed up in back of me. Uh-huh. But they can't say anything. No, they can't. I am complying. <laughs> and I love and then, the shoe covering idea because it actually is true. Most outside bacteria that you carry into your home is on the bottom of your shoes. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not fighting the virus. I'm pretty much fighting Albuquerque cooties. Yeah, so there I'm you in, go. I'm in it is cooties. Heaven. I'm in seventh heaven right now. I'm getting my monk on real well. Oh, so I love it. I'm not it. fighting them. And then if they start, and then um, if I'm in the store and they have their mask on, but it's below their nose, mm-hmm. I will speak to them in Spanish and say, Nariz, Nariz. And they get, and it's. <laughs> And they get really upset, and I make them put their masks up. <laughs> make right. them live but, up to their own book of rules, right? right? That's what it and is. Then I, and then when I get in line for my groceries, I stand there until they wipe down the entire um, conveyor belt. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my it. God, I love it. If we're doing it, I'm going to effing do it. You know, Let's imagine if everybody right. did that, how sick they would get of this really fast. If every single person that came up, it's like, well, I want you to wipe all this down because that person right there was just there. Right. And it's like, how do I know what they had? Right. And at Costco, I'm like, don't put things in the basket. That's where people, babies sit with their dirty diapers. <laughs> and they get real mad. Oh, that's and so awesome. I, I point out where they are not in compliance. Right. I like it. So um, I, I never call, call in. I usually text. But I just want everybody to know that we can fight back and we can be within the rules and help ourselves. So, yeah, no, that's for your show. That's great, and thank oh, you for absolutely, listening. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, right, that is, right now. Thank you so much, Lisa, for calling in. That's such a great example of Sololinsky's rule into number, number four. four perfectly. It does. Oh my gosh, it's like it holding does. them to their own rules. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yes, it is. I love it. It is, and I really like that tactic too, because in a way, you're you're coming alongside them, saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to take this really seriously," but I don't believe that. The, the mask is of prime importance. Uh, shoes, shoe coverings, because, yes, absolutely correct. Lots of things come in on your shoes, and now suddenly they're on your floor and in your car, et cetera, et cetera, and where people touched on the card. And, no, it's not enough to just spray something. You have to actually wipe stuff off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's great. Great. Great call, Lisa. I love that. <laughs> that is good. I love that. I might have to make myself some shoe covers. Oh, you can make them easily with uh, pl- plastic baggies and, and rubber bands and put them yeah. around your shoes. Yeah. That, and then everyone's kind of like, huh, and then you, you walk look in weird. And, you look at their and I'm like, like, why is no one else wearing shoe covers? Come on, people. <laughs> we, got another, we got another caller in the Kiva. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, it's Manuel. I just called a uh, little while, uh, just a second ago. Yeah, yes. I have one more question. Yeah, go um, ahead. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys touched on, uh, on going into the stores. Now, my, uh, what about uh, my place of employment? Do I have? I mean, in, in terms of, I mean, wearing a mask. I mean, I work in retail. I mean, my, my wife, for example. Uh, 
Okay, so for instance, um, because of COVID, uh, there has been uh, people counting at the stores, uh, mm-hmm. at the door. Unfortunately, we're not uh, central and a central business, quote unquote, but we're still able to operate at uh, 75 people inside the store. My wife has gotten a uh, a, a, a uh, like a, a tan line because uh-huh. of the mask. Oh yeah, yeah, and a line on horrible. the face. Um, um, you so, so the website that we referenced earlier the healthyamerican.org has a civil rights section and I'm scrolling down here and if you scroll down under their civil rights section they have let's see here how to bring a lawsuit civil rights protection enforced there's actually a part that specifically addresses employment and what I will do is I will I will find that part and I will put that up on the annotated notes on www.rockoftalk.chat so that that way you can go back and you know look for your name and I'll have that there. Because, yes, that, that, okay, that is a whole other area of law. Now, to my understanding, if a business, if an employer is going to require all of their employees to wear masks, they actually are supposed to be following OSHA standards and guidelines. And OSHA, OSHA, on their website, says that cloth masks, homemade masks, do not count as PPE. They do not count as protective equipment, personal protective equipment. They are not as effective as personal protective equipment that is manufactured specifically to certain specifications and purposes. And my understanding is that businesses, if they're going to require you to wear a mask, should be providing the mask. Now, some businesses are getting around it because the governor's mandates have a number of loopholes in them saying that, well, as long as the business just requires people to wear face coverings, blah, blah, blah. There's several things in some of her health orders that unfortunately go against OSHA standards and regulations. You know, you could take that a step further. You could tell your employer, well, if you think there's really a danger to me in here, then you need to provide me with an N95 mask, which they're kind of pricey, and uh, they have to be changed out every Mm -hmm. so often. And I'd say uh, if I'm really in danger here, then I think maybe you need to bring somebody in to make sure I'm properly fitted every day. Yes. Right? All of that. I mean, that's what medical professionals do, from what I understand. Yeah. So make yeah. it as expensive for them as possible, and then maybe they'll decide maybe it's not such a great idea. Yeah. Just an idea. And, and I do know also on the healthyamerican.org, there's a business uh, section that has some info as well, if, if you're also a business owner, for anyone out there who is a business owner. But, again, if you, if you don't want to wear a mask, no one legally can make you. It's actually unconstitutional. And it violates a myriad of rights, including First Amendment rights, because one of the main ways that we communicate is through reading each other's facial features. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot see someone's emotional and tells on their face, it makes communicating extremely difficult. Also, I choose to communicate with my whole face, and no one can tell me not to. I mean, most of the time, I'll just give somebody a response by giving them a smile or something. I don't say a word. 
Right. So if you're covering my face, well, then you're preventing me from communicating. Yeah, and most of the times I choose to ignore people who try to communicate me with a mask. Um, sometimes even if I know them, I'll be like, I'm sorry, I'm having such a hard time uh, hearing and understanding you. Can you please take that off? I mean, we're six feet apart here. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes they won't. And I'll be like, okay, well, I'm sorry. This this conversation is just too exhausting for me to try to keep up with. Yep. And And, and make it so that they are socially unacceptable because they are insisting on muzzling their face and blocking their features. But great question again. Yes, the the business question. It is trickier because businesses who have employers are being, and again, they are being pressured. Your employers are being pressured to hold your paycheck hostage so that they can force you to comply. Because we can, you know, they couldn't get this through legislatures. Uh, not everyone likes to obey the governor. So again, back to what we talked about earlier, that corporate oligarchy where corporations are de facto running the country, this is how it's being done. So call corporate, call HR, um, you know, complain to these businesses, people, push back. Even if you only complain once a week to a business, make it a point. Complain once a week to a business by email, by phone, however you want to do it. So thank, thank you again for that question, Manuel. And I hope that answers the question. I'll make sure I, I go ahead and find that link and put it up on the rockoftalk.chat for you as well. So, yeah, it, it, it's really criminal, really criminal what, what the corporations are doing to us, to the people. And it looks like we've got another caller in the Kiva. Go ahead, caller. Who do we have on the line? Uh, this is Angelo. Hi, Angelo. Um, what can we do for you today? Well, first off, I really enjoy your guys' program. Thank you. Oh, thank it's you. so nice. It's so nice to hear people talking about rights and freedom and liberty and um, <laughs> pushing back. I wanted to share my strategy. Uh, I walk into places without a mask. Eighty percent of the time, nobody says anything. Yeah, great. When, when somebody does say something, I will pull out a mask. I'll put it on, but not cover my nose, and then I try to engage them in a conversation. Okay. Saying, you know that you know that this doesn't work, right? You know, you know that you're more likely to get sick from having the mask than you are from you know catching COVID while you're while you're here. You do know that hypoxia, which is what masks. Mm-hmm. leads to high blood pressure. It messes with the enzymes that control blood clotting. That's right. Um, it has all of these issues with it. Sometimes they'll engage in a conversation. Sometimes they won't. But uh, if I need something from that place, I'll go ahead and put it on. But I try to use it as an uh, as a opportunity to educate somebody and maybe get some wheels turning in their own minds about why am I doing this anymore? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the other thing I wanted to share with you is when this thing first started, I went to my doctor, who is with the major healthcare company here in the state, and I said, I want a letter because I have high blood pressure and I have problems with blood clotting, and I have found peer-reviewed studies. I'll have happy to send them to you Ooh, saying do. that reducing my, reducing my oxygen is bad for me. Here's yeah. the part that just shocked me. He said, I cannot give you a letter. Yep. Why not? Why not? Because it is our company policy that under no circumstances is any physician to write a letter excusing any patient from the mask mandate. And I yep. said, you have got to be kidding me. 
No, and Casey was like, kidding. I really want to help you, but I can't. So, no, so now doctors are no longer allowed to prescribe what is good for you as an individual. Exactly. That's right. And, and I, and I ha- can confirm that um, in triplicate or maybe quadruplicate. You know, my, uh, Jaybird's got several doctors, and then we've got a, a, another family uh, or regular practitioner. None of them will write us a letter of excusal from wearing a mask. And it's very interesting because in the governor's own health mandates, she says, oh, well, uh, unless otherwise indicated by a health care provider in writing. But what they don't tell you is that the medical board in this state has threatened all of the doctor's licenses and insurance. And you know darn well they know that when they put that in there because they know that on, on one hand they're saying one thing and on the other hand they're doing something else. Yes. And so it's like, oh, here, yeah, we, we, have, we have something in here for people with medical disabilities. They just have to show a letter. You just have to show a letter. Oh, but we've now made it impossible for doctors or at least uh, un, untenable for doctors because they'll put their practices at risk. I had, Costco, I had Costco tell me that, that if I had a doctor's letter, they could let me shop. It's like... Well, since when do I need a doctor's letter to shop at Costco? Right. Really? Yeah, really? One of my, one of my, one of the uh, office staff at one of the doctors that I see, and I see multiple doctors, but one of them actually kind of let it slip. Yeah, um, the doctor's been asked, but um, won't write those letters because um, they're afraid their medical license is going to get pulled. Mm-hmm. And another office says, "Well, we can't put our insurance in at jeopardy." I'm like, "Oh, really? What about do no harm? What happens if?" Yeah, one of us goes ahead and wears a mask and, oh, uh, passes out. Or my baby is born with uh, brain defects, which is quite possible in pregnant women if you pass hypoxia onto the fetus. Yeah, what what happens then? Can we sue you then? (laughs) What's going on is the very definition of fascism. Yes. Which we're going to talk about later. I saw a grocery store worker the other day. Under his name tag, he had a card that obviously the grocery store had him put on, which said that he was screened for wellness at like 11 o'clock that morning and and was found to be fine. And the first thing I thought of is, how is that not a HIPAA violation? Yeah. Wow. So he was probably probably told that he had to wear that. So, okay, so you mean to tell me that you're going to force me to share my private medical information. That is against the law. Yes. Now, I've done a lot of government contracts, so I've had to take HIPAA training. I'm, I'm actually HIPAA certified. And I can tell you that's illegal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it, so, and and anyway, I know there's... Oh, th- well, thank you so much, thank Angelo, you. for bringing that up. I, I love your mask strategy, your mask-less strategy. And, um, yeah, you're, you're not the only one who can't get a letter from a doctor. Oh, there's so many people out there who can't get letters from a doctor. And they, they have multiple conditions where, whereby they really should not be restricting their oxygen levels in any way, shape, or form. It, it's outrageous. Again, this is criminal. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine just texted me, hey, um, hospitals have shoe covers. You know, re- referencing back oh, to yeah, Lisa's do, shoe they? cover strategy, and also had a question: Is a store that only sells to licensed professionals a place of public accommodation? That I would have to look up. It all depends on if your if your store, if your 
office is open to the public or not. If it's not open to the public, like you don't have posted public hours, um, everything's by appointment only, then probably not. It's probably not considered a place of public accommodation. Any place that sells uh, food, like pre-prepared food, automatically is a place of public accommodation. Uh, In fact, if any of you all didn't know this, you don't have to be a member at Costco or Sam's to buy food from their food court. Legally, they cannot sell food in their cafe and say it's only available to members. That's why when you go to the cafes at Sam's Club or Costco, you don't have to show them your card at the counter like you do when you're checking out from buying uh, from the from the wholesale space, mm, you know, you can you can actually go in and just go straight to the food court and order something and pay cash or card whatever you want to, and that's why because food especially is considered a public accommodation and they can't even in Costco restrict that to members only. Well, Fun you know, according is- according to the um, the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC.gov website, mm-hmm. uh, public accommodations. Uh, they define it as a private entity that owns, operates, leases, or leases to a place of public accommodation. And it goes on and lists several places, um, private schools being among them, daycare centers, um, museums, um, and, and several other places. Private clubs and religious organizations are exempt from ADA's Title III requirements for public accommodation. Mm-hmm. But only if they're a true private club, meaning that they exercise uh, a level of discrimination. And again, discrimination is actually not a bad word in this case, but meaning not only are you paying for a membership, but you have to be from a certain region or a certain company or affiliated with a group, etc., in order to obtain membership in this club. A true private club actually exercises uh, discrimination on multiple levels, and it's not the bad kind. But Again, Costco is not a private club. No, it's not private. Anyone who can pay the fee and applies can get a card and can therefore get membership. I'm a member of a private club where we have bands and booze mm-hmm. and food. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to talk about that one on the right. radio because it's a private club. Well, it looks like we got another caller. And, Jaybird, make sure you send me that uh, website that we were just talking about. I love that. It's a caller. You're in the Kiva. Hello, ladies. This is Melvin. Hey, hey Melvin. How are you doing? I know we've talked to you before, haven't we? Yes, you have. Well, thank yes, you, you for have. continuing to listen. I, I really enjoy your program. It always provokes a lot of thought. And I've had That's a the number goal. of them today. <laughs> um, and, you know, when it comes to the mass and, and all that, absolutely, you know, and never opportunity to make somebody else think about the mask that they're wearing is, is, is great. That's what I do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because people are just doing what they're told and they're not even thinking about it. It's like, well, aren't you questioning why you're doing this? Do you really want to do this? You know, so. Exactly. And then uh, as far as the, the doctors, they all owe money, et cetera, on their, on their educations. They're afraid of losing a job. So many of these people that are working in these stores, they're afraid of losing their job. They're not, they, most of them don't truly believe the mask works. Yeah. No, they, yeah. they don't. 
Yeah, they're afraid of their job. I, I totally agree. I've been trying to figure out, you know, to educate that um, that most of that is not applicable. The the other thing is um, actually going back to the elections, and uh, and this also uh, ties in with the doctors. Um, there's been a number of cases where they have found that uh, local lawyers had been retained prior to the election so that uh, you couldn't bring your own cases. Yes. Because it would be a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. Rudy Giuliani was a prime individual involved in bringing down the mob. Uh, this information I got from the Mob Museum. Uh, in Las Vegas, New Mexico, uh, in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. Um, uh, back about this time last year, I, I, I spent a few hours in that museum. I really enjoyed it. Um, and one of the things that Giuliani did was the new laws at the time allowed uh, for association arrests. Ah. Oh. I'm wondering how much of all of this is going to back up and ultimately come into play because of his experience with the RICO laws. I'm I'm sure that Giuliani has that, if not at the back of his mind, at the forefront somewhere. And, And it's interesting that you bring up the thing about lawyers because that doesn't just apply to the election. We We actually discovered a few months ago that civil rights lawyers and attorneys in New Mexico are under contract by the state so that they can't bring civil rights suits against the state for things like, oh, yeah, uh, mask mandates that are unconstitutional, people's rights being infringed upon, medical rights, ADA, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it, it was really interesting because we got in a situation where we were having to deal with some of that. And as I reached out into the, into the greater community and started talking to people, hmm, lots of lawyers have refused to take potential civil rights cases based on, well, that's going to be a conflict of interest. Oh, really? Why? Um, yeah, kind of contracted by the state. So, yes, and I listened to that episode as well. Uh, with you ladies, and my thoughts are these lawyers need to be reviewing those FICO laws, uh, RICO laws, I mean, and double-checking that they aren't going to get tied up into um, being associated with this crime. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it, someone definitely needs to start pushing back on the legal end, and there are a few people we know who are. Unfortunately, well, as we've seen via the Supreme Court, the legal end of things tends to try to stay out of what they consider a po- political messes and poli- political fights. But unfortunately, at this point, we can't afford to stay out of any fight. We can't afford to stay out of any front we need to fight on all fronts that we can possibly fight if we on. stay out of the fight for starters election fraud will become a normal and it will it will continue on into every other election 
Every other election will be fraudulent. We'll never have another election again. No. No. They will all be exactly. predetermined for us. They'll be sh- for show. And on these these unlawful mask mandates and lockdowns, consistently I'm hearing about people that do manage to go to court on these things. Um, the mandates are losing because they're not a law. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hearing numerous people, they go to court, they win. Yeah, but see what they do is Supreme Courts have ruled that the these lockdowns are unconstitutional. Right, and so take it to court. That's what I. That's what I always say. It's like you know you want to you want to give me a ticket. You want to find me whatever. Go ahead and do it. I'd love to take it to court. And don't and don't be scared of going pro se, meaning on your own. Yeah, by yourself. I've always gone to court on my own on my own behalf, and I've always won. There there are ways you can also ask the court for some leniency because you are pro se. There are count there are clerks. Every single district court has a district clerk, and they even have different clerks for different things like family court versus criminal law versus you know et cetera all the different. Um, you know, the different categories. You can always call and talk to the clerks and go, hey, where do I find this? I, I, I kind of want to ask for 120 days to prepare. What, what do I do to do that? Oh, you have to file a motion for continuance. Okay, great. How do I do that? Well, go to this website and under documents, and they will actually sort of hold your hand for you. You just have to ask the questions. And the courts will grant people some leniency for going pro se. They will. Because they know that you're not a lawyer. They don't expect you to know everything, but they do expect you to try and figure it out. And so don't, don't let the fact that you can't get a lawyer take your case, to take your case um, intimidate you out of using the legal system. Cause the, the legal, legal system is not just there for lawyers. It's no. there for we the people. It's there for us. You don't need a lawyer to go through the legal system. In fact, I'm of the opinion that lawyers' roles in the legal system have become overly inflated. It's kind of like another middleman mm-hmm. um, these days. But you, know, you, can actually do, you can actually do things yourself. You don't, you just may have to pay some filing fees, but you know, better that than having to pay a retainer for someone hours. thousands of dollars. It's yeah. a crazy amount, but yeah. like rule number four on rules of radicals make them live up to their own book of rules. Okay, if they say it's a law, fine, take me to court and let's show let's, me that law that yeah. I've broken. Cite the law. Tell yeah. me what law. Was yeah. it duly passed through the legislature? Oops, sorry. <clears throat> Not a law. Not a law. Not a law. Sorry. The, Dismissed. Great call, Melvin. Thank you so much for bringing that so up. Natalie, you want to go ahead and take a break and then come back? And then well, we'll I think we, we got, got one caller? more caller. We do? Yeah, okay, let's, let's, let's take one more caller. Let's take one more caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the line. Hello. Hi. Uh, yes, this is Roy. Um, I just, this is the first time I've ever tuned into a show. It's an awesome show. You ladies are great. Thank oh, you, Roy. welcome. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to pass something along. There was a video I watched back uh, when this all first started on YouTube, but it was banned real quickly. Of course. But it was it was <laughs> done by a guy. <laughs> that never happens, by, right? Yeah, exactly. It was done by a guy named Ben Swan, and he has a little program called Truth in Media. Oh, yeah. And the top, maybe it's why face masks don't work according to science. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you can't get it on BitChute, though. Yeah. And uh, he, he talks about at least three studies that were done on the N95 mask, the, 
supposedly greatest rain, and it it still doesn't stop the transmission of viruses. No, right. no, it, it don't. It, it doesn't. And even there's an article by the New York Post about how wearing a, ma- a used mask could be worse than no mask at all. And and the guy who did the study uh, and actually published it earlier this week, I believe it was on Tuesday, um, said that, you know, it's natural to think that wearing a mask, no matter new, old, whatever, should always be better than nothing. However, this belief is only true for particles larger than five micrometers, but not for fine particles smaller than 2.5 micrometers, which is, oh, yeah, viruses. Someone once said it's tantamount to expecting your horse fence to stop mosquitoes. Right. And it's quite true. Maybe maybe they're big mosquitoes. Oh, gosh. I lived in Florida. There were some big ones down there. Heck, my parents' horse fence won't even stop a hummingbird. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's ridiculous. When people actually decide to look at the science behind it, and basically it's observed and, and, uh, you know, observable um, methods based on a hypothesis. Okay, we think that this mask will stop something. Well, actually, that's a true statement. Masks will stop some things. The question is what, how big, or how small, and at what point are they no longer effective? And those are the questions that people aren't asking these days. But I will definitely look up that video. You said we could find it on, was it BitChute or Rumble? Oh, he's gone already. That's okay. okay. I, I think he said bitch shoot. One thing I can recommend, I was looking up something the other day, is if you hear about something that's on, on the Internet and you try to do a Google search and it, and it doesn't show up on a Google search, surprise, um, Google is, and we mentioned this last week, is essentially burning the books on things that they don't want you to be able to search. So it's not that it's not on the Internet anymore. It's just that Google has removed it from the search so that, you do a search for it, and it doesn't show up. So find out where the source is of the information and do a search for that source. Yes. And then once you're on that source's website, do a search on that on that website. Right. And then you'll find the information. So you've got to be a little bit more skilled at searching because they're big tech. They don't want you to know, and they're trying to, they're trying to keep you from knowing the truth. This is how you can refine yes. your search methods. So you can find things. For example, I just tried looking for the video by Ben Swan about why face masks don't work, um, you know, through a search engine. And it didn't really turn up anything. I went directly to BitChute, searched for it, just found it. So I will put that video up on the chat site as well. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, Roy, and, and thank you for so much for being a first-time caller Absolutely. as well. We love that. We, lo- we love hearing you guys. And again, you can always join the conversation with us as well. So I will go ahead and put that up on the chat site. If you've never visited, go to www.rockoftalk.chat. You can listen to this broadcast all over again, and you can even scroll down. We have annotated notes, you know, basically, you know, every every minute by minute almost. And you can even click on links that we reference so that you can go and see it yourself, um, either get it con- confirmed or if you want to try to debunk anything that we're saying, please feel free debunk away that's right just make sure you're bringing your facts and not hearsay and and do another thing for us too is when you look at our our link on 
rockoftalk.chat. Like us. Show this yeah. station that you like our show. Click on the little heart thing there and let them know that you like our show. So we're going to take a little break, and then we'll yes. be back in a few minutes, and uh, then we'll have lots more stuff to talk about. And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are changing And critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon, for the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming For the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changing Senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled. The battle outside region will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls. For the times they are a-changing. Mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times they are changing The curse it is cast The slow one now will later be fast As the present now will later be past The order is rapidly fading And the first one now will later be last For the times they are a-changing
young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind Time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going Guess what else is going down? New Mexico, according to our Mad Lupita governess, brace for COVID-19 surge after the holidays. Oh, no, the surge. And, and, that, and that's not me using the C word. That was her. I was just quoting her, so don't get on me for using the C word. I still like to say woo flu, by the way. Yeah. It, it, it just rolls a lot better. So uh, apparently... Even though a vast majority of counties in New Mexico are making progress in the fight against Wuflu, um, there's going to be another spike, according to the newly appointed health secretary, Dr. Tracy Collins. Collins? Yeah, Collins. So th- this was from Thursday, and you know I-, I can't stand to listen to our governesses whining or no, tantrums or screaming. Either. Or, you didn't do what I say, all of that stuff. You naughty little girl, you're on my naughty list. So usually what what I like to do afterwards is go through, get transcripts if there is a transcript, and, you know, read a few articles about what she says. But apparently she is warning that, oh, Christmas, you you all got to be careful because we just need to encourage people to really reconsider how you handle and engage this Christmas holiday. It cannot be the same. So so uh, warning now, everybody. She's more and more, she's going to tell us that, well, you know, you can't quite enjoy Christmas the way you used to, but, you know, that's okay. Just like we've made you all do school from home or work from home as much as possible or no mass gatherings and no family funerals, no weddings, no family parties, and you all weren't supposed to do Thanksgiving, by the way. Watch. This woman is going to try to steal Christmas. That's right, Grinch. Move on over because La Grincham is in town and she is going to be 
going after our holiday, our prized holiday of the year. Sometimes it is the one holiday people look forward to the most. So, um, you know, in honor of, you know, this whole Christmas spirit, this is our pre-Christmas show, Luhan, I, I made this, ju- well, I, I wrote this just for you. So, you're a mean one, Luhan Grinch, you're a petty, greedy witch, you're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as soothing as an itch, Luhan Grinch, you're a bad actor with a schizophrenic twitch. You're a foul one, Luhan Grinch. Your heart's a lump of coal. Your brain is full of cobwebs. You have black holes in your soul, Luhan Grinch. I wouldn't touch you in a hazmat suit with a skimmer pole. You're a monster, Luhan Grinch. You are La Llorona's heir. You have all of the compassion of a starving grizzly bear, Luhan Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the starving grizzly bear. You're a tyrant, Luhan Grinch. You're a dictatorial crank. Your heart is full of Marxist crap. Your soul is dark and dank, Luhan Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote... Power, drunk, skank. You're a fibber, Luhan Grinch. You're the queen of fake news cats. Your heart's an empty vault behind a lying whitewashed mask, Luhan Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dung heap overflowing with the most disgusting assortment of hashtag Epstein didn't kill himself BS ever covered up in alternate facts. Nauseate me, Luhan Grinch. You're a bilious, putrid louse. You're a crooked politician and you run a crooked house, Luhan Grinch. You're a three-decker Zyklon B and Agent Orange enchilada with methadone sauce. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) That was spectacular. You know, Natalie, I think that might just hit the top 40. I had way too much fun writing that. That was so good. Yeah, I really thought originally, because we got this idea a couple months ago, and I thought, oh, I'd just do like a verse or two for kicks. It'd be fun. Now, I, I got it going, and I, and I start writing down all of these. You know, I make my list of adjectives and nouns and verbs that I think describe her. Oh. I'm get, I really got on a roll last night, and before I knew it, Gosh, I had enough material to write ten verses. I think that's going to be a hit. (laughs) (laughs) 
I do like that my version if I say so myself. So yeah, Lou Hunbrinch, you go ahead and try to steal Christmas. But oh. you might just want to ask Dr. Seuss about how that worked out for the original Grinch. That's so, right. Now we yeah. have a couple of callers. I think let's see what they thought. Oh of my your, God! Uh, All right, let, okay, let's take, go. let the critics in. <laughs> go ahead, caller. You're in the Kiva. Uh, yes, hello, Rebecca and Natalie. Yeah, nice song. I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Hopefully Thank it got you. a chuckle out of you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you did. You did. Hey, uh, I, I was listening this morning, okay, when Dr. William Summers uh, recommended that we take the vaccine, okay, and uh, Eddie came up with a bunch of reasons why we shouldn't. Of course, oh, and I so did Eddie. I. Yeah. Anyway, that was interesting. And so I tried to call into his program, Dr. Summers, but I didn't get in. I wanted to say that, okay, we know at this point that the cure has become much worse than the, than the disease, okay? We oh, all you know think? that. Yeah, oh, the, yeah the, purport, the purported cure, the lockdowns, et cetera, you know, stealing freedoms in the name of safety, yes. Now, the real cure, right. that's being ignored. Like Dr. Summers said, and I agree with him, I'm not taking it. I've already had this virus. I'm yeah. immune. There's no need to take the, the, yeah. take the I vaccine. Like, I like the other solution. He, he, he said take some hydroxychloroquine, find somebody that's infected, and have them sneeze on you. There you go. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Right. Yeah, and another thing we know is that this would not be happening if anyone other than Donald Trump was in office. So we know... We know that he's he's you know he's the reason this is happening, and that's that's what I wanted to tell you know Eddie, uh, Doctor William Summers. But the reason I called you is okay. I heard this week that there's that that there's a still a possibility that Trump can pull this election out, okay, from this fraud, mm-hmm. and the, and that way is okay. Apparently, when the electoral votes are counted in Congress, that if one senator or what. And one congressman together, you know, object to the votes, object to the results, that Congress can vote as a whole whether to accept the results, okay? And I heard that on the Rush Limbaugh show. And there are at least Uh, a couple of congressmen that have already said that they are going to object, and this is going to go into a discussion. So we can only hope. Yeah, it it again depends on... How many people are willing to vote against this um, or are against the electors as they were originally sent? And that's also one reason why seven states, including New Mexico, sent alternate electors from the GOP mm-hmm. just in case it gets to that point and the election as it, quote, stands now is called into question. It, and in the case of under uh, Governor Witchmer in yeah, uh, Michigan, it, they were kept out and not allowed to uh, enter the building. Even and, enter the building, yeah. Right. They, they decided so. to go straight to Congress, which was great. Right. But, yeah, if that happens and, and Congress does find that they'd have no confidence in the election as, you know, as it stands now, then right. the fact that there were still Republican electors sent from the GOP from those seven states will come into play. And this, right. this, people forget that this actually did happen way back when with, I believe it was JFK versus Nixon, where Hawaii uh, supposedly went for Nixon, but they, the Democrat caucus there went ahead and sent electors for JFK anyway. And that, that right. was in part how he won. So this is not unprecedented 
No, there's a precedent for it. Oh, and guess what? It was Democrats who forged the way yeah, on that. It's not way. over till it's over. No. So, so, so once again, holding them to their own rules. Yay, Saul Alinsky's yeah, rule go. number four. Um, you guys started it way back when. We're just, you know, using the precedent that you all set. So, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Also, one more point. Uh, I I also heard that they haven't been able to find a senator yet who would join that, because you have to have a senator and a, and and a, a, a representative. No, I heard that there was. Yeah, there, I, there I, I was listening on Newsmax this morning, and I yeah, heard I think that there was. I thought that there were a couple of senators yeah. who said that if, if the House, because I believe it has to start in the House, yeah. I think, um, but that, that they would be willing to um, join in on that. Rebecca's going to go ahead and look right. that up. And if you find that, Rebecca, shoot that over to me, and I'll, I'll stick it in the show notes. Uh, on this segment, too, so that, that way everyone can take a look at that. But, yeah, th- there's definitely um, a possible path to victory for the president. In fact, okay. there's still several paths to victory. We're sort of okay. narrowing out the ones that are, are not applicable right now. But there's there's more than one, people. There's There's more than one. Turn off mainstream media because they're going to tell you, oh, no, it's decided. Biden's the next president, to which I respond, not my president-elect. So, second, it says here, um, on, I did a DuckDuckGo search. Second senator expresses openness to filing objection to, and that would be Rand Paul. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. And senators yep. open to objecting the electoral count. Yep. That's okay, awesome. So, so going further, okay, if this happens, okay, and the Congress decides not to accept the, re- accept the results, will the election go to the, to the House of Representatives, like the Constitution says? I think there's a little more to it than Yeah, that. that's what I heard. Yeah, and I I'm a little both... confused as to what it is, but I, from what I understand, it doesn't go straight to that. There no. is something else. No, both, I believe both sides of Congress have to first vote on the objection to the electoral count as it stands. And actually, the first senator that said he would join the objection is uh, Senator-elect Tuberville. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Which so Tuberville, we got Tuberville and we got Rand Paul. Boy, well, I knew okay, we could so count on Rand Paul. Yeah. So there will be a vote whether to ex- accept the objections or not, and then, and then it goes where it, uh, goes, from, where it goes from there. Uh, yeah, we, we'll have to see where it goes from there. And, of course, if the Democrats try to play fast and loose with procedures, because, you know, they've been doing that up till now. Why stop now? Right. Why change the way they've been doing yeah, things? Yeah. Why, why change a bad thing when, mm-hmm. you know, it allows you to cheat? Yeah. Yes. So here's just an example. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together... And you guys did, did it for our administ- the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I would agree with that. I think they did. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So we got another caller on the line. Uh, who do we have there? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Hello, am I on? Yes, you are. you are on. What's your name? Oh, great. Great. I'm glad I got through. I've got, a, oh, great song, by the way. Oh, that thank great. you. That was, that thank you. Um, Natalie wrote that, you know. Yeah, that that's yeah. going to be the carol of the season for 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that was very clever. I loved it. <laughs> um, I've got a voting experience I'd like to share. It's a personal, personal, happened to me personally. 
you might find it uh, interesting. Okay, go okay. for it. Okay, so it was early voting, and I went to uh, one of these places. I was on uh, Central and Tramway, I think. And so I went. I'll try and make it as quick as possible. I'll leave out most of the details. I uh, colored in all the ovals, and I noticed that I'd colored on the outside of a couple of them. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, I was a little concerned that maybe it would you know, nullify the vote especially on the president's side. So uh, before I went to the machine, I went to one of the poll workers, and I asked him, I said, uh, you know, is this going to be a problem or whatever? He phys- this, I swear, I'm not making this up. He physically grabbed my ballot with his, hand, with his left hand, <laughs> excuse me, flipped it over and looked directly at the president vote, <gasps> flipped it back over. I'm not making this up. And then he pointed me to the, to the machine on the right, it was number two. And I said, I think I might like to go to the one on the left, number one. He goes, oh, no, go to the one on the right. And so I was walking over there, and there were two ladies working. Of course, they were all Democrats, of course. Of course. And, and I said, uh, I'd like to go to, the, the, to number one. And, nope, they insisted that I go to number two. Boy, oh, is really? that suspicious. Oh, it gets even better. It gets even better. So they gave me a dirty look, of course. And so um, she says, okay, put your ballot in and watch the number go up. And so I put the ballot, as I was putting it in, she reached behind the, um, the machine with her right hand and started fumbling with a bunch of wires, making a lot of noise and um, doing something, obviously. I don't know. And, then, and it was only while my ballot was going through. And then when the ballot went through, she pulled her hand out and stopped and gave me a dirty look and then gave me one of those little stickers, and they wouldn't talk to me. And just I left. So. Okay, you know, but, there, there, yeah, is a, there is a lawsuit going on in New Mexico, which uh, the Trump, or uh-huh. Trump campaign filed in New Mexico right now. I would highly suggest... Contact them. Yeah, contact them. Contact the Republican Party me, of New Mexico. Well, give them oh, I, I your, your story, too. Oh, I already have. I've, I've told a okay. bunch of people. I think maybe you need I'm to kicking. you need to do an affidavit. You need to join. I'm kicking myself. I'm kicking myself. You know why? Okay. I didn't have my cell phone video camera uh, turned on in my shirt pocket. Well, and, you still got your personal testimony. Yeah, you well, can. Yeah, it, it was your personal true. experience. You can write it. You can attest to that because it's your personal experience. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would do an affidavit. Was anybody no, with you, you when you voted that witnessed no, this? No, no, I was by myself. Okay. Um, but I did notice that a lot of times when a person voted, um, just they would ring a bell, like a kind of a high pitched bell, you know, mm-hmm. and then they would say, "Thank you for voting. Thank you for voting." But when I put my vote in. And then I left. There was no bell. There was no thank you. All there, all I got was a dirty look. And I said, "Thanks. You'll have a nice day." And they just looked at me. You, you definitely need to. You need to report that. I, I really do think you need to because what they might do is they might decide to come along and find that machine, providing it hasn't been wiped, and pull that yeah. machine and and, look and, at it. and do a. Forensic I would go one further. Investigation on that machine. Go to the Secretary of Go to the Secretary of State's website and look up, um, you know, track to see if your vote was actually counted in this general election, because you, you can actually do that. Good idea. Go to the website for the Secretary mm. of State of New Mexico, 
Yeah. And and under like voter guidelines, et cetera, there's there's a place there where you can go to you can sign in to view what your registration status is. And then at the yeah. same time, you can also take a look at what your vote status was for the last election. Now, it's called the, the voter information portal. Yes. So once you it. go to, um, you know, it's sos.state.nm.us. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll find it. I'll yeah. find it. Yeah, mm. go on there and see, and, and see, because it should show you um, how your vote went down. I was wondering if there was a way, that if there was some kind of thumb drive or something she could have pulled out while my ballot was going through, and then she stuck it back in after the, ba- after the ballot went through. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, I mean, I knows? wouldn't be surprised. But. Who knows? You weren't able to see what the heck she was doing. So uh, No, yeah. and, and she was doing all kinds of stuff, almost like she was distracting me or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was really that's strange. very weird. Very weird. But you yeah, know, I mean, out of sheer politeness, she should have stepped away from the machine. Out of just, like, common mm-hmm. courtesy, you know, just respect, <laughs> you know. I really, really like how she grabbed your ballot and looked at it. Yeah, it's like, he uh, this is, you, the, you know, well, not only that, but I, I'm not, I can't say for 100% sure that this is right, but I don't believe that they are allowed to take your ballot out of your hand and break that chain of custody from you filling out the ballot and then feeding in that ballot into the machine. I believe that that yeah. is, uh, disrupting your right to vote. I'm pretty sure. That every well, time I've gone good. to vote, it seems like they're very careful. Okay, take it over there. Now feed it in there. They don't want their to touch hands the ballot. Off. And they're I think there's a reason off. for that. Yeah. And I believe that they violated your rights in doing that. Uh, he didn't take it out of my hand, but he flipped it over and looked at my president. But you know his, his excuse was for, for looking, for flipping it over, grabbing it, and, mm-hmm. and looking on the other side? His excuse, get this, he was checking to see whether or not the ink bled through the paper. What? It's impossible. It's impo- that's what he told me. It's impossible. The ink can't bleed through the paper. With the paper like that, paper. with the pen that they provided you with. Yeah. Yeah. Flare. Yeah. It's like it, it says on the pen. It says it doesn't bleed through. You know. Or yeah. Something right. Like that. So, right. Yeah. So, I'm not buying that. Nope. It was just insane. And uh, the part where uh, I was pointing to at the bottom of the page two of the ballot. Uh, one of the bond issues where I colored the oval. I didn't want him to see my president vote, which is why I flipped it over in the right. first place. Right. Well, and they well, don't have any right to do what they did. You know, he can't. He can't legally. I think it's your vote is confidential. Touch it. Yeah. yeah. He flipped over, but he didn't. He, he didn't flip it over at the bottom where I was pointing yeah. to. He flipped it over at the top where the president vote was. Oh. In other words, he was looking to see who I voted for president. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you need to you need you know, to you need to report really that. That's, was, there's that's really really fishy. Yeah, if, if, I, had, if yeah. I had my video camera, my you know my cell phone in my shirt pocket, and I caught all of it, and it was like clear, you know, and everything, mm-hmm. I I would have gone much further with this. But there's really it's I, they can't prove it didn't happen. Right. I mean, I, you know, I can't prove it did. Well, so, go, start with the Secretary of State's website. Go see if your vote was even counted. Because here's the thing. If yeah. your vote wasn't counted, now you now there's something bigger that you've got to complain about. Mm. Say, nope, I was there. I, I filled but, out the ballot. I even put but, it in the machine. But why isn't it being counted? Hmm. The, num- the number went up when I when I put it in the machine. The number went up. Right. But I don't I don't know how much that means. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go take go take a look at it. And yeah. and then you know maybe talk to the Trump team 
and see, hey, I would know, talk okay, to everybody can you can add, talk to. Add this? Can we add this on there? Yeah, yeah, might might want to do that. Yeah. No, thank you for calling and sharing that with us. We appreciate sure. that. Sure, I I really appreciate y'all's show, and I'm a big supporter. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Hey, so do much. do us a favor. Go into rockatalk.chat and click on the like on this broadcast. It'll be it'll be uploaded by tomorrow. And you can go in there and click on the like, and just we want everybody to like the heck out of the show and just show the station that they yeah. really love what we're doing. And, and again, uh, any any time that we reference um, links on this show, we try to go ahead and put it in the annotations. That way, again, you all can reference them, you can look at them, you can go see it for yourself. Don't believe us? Go ahead and right. look at it for yourselves. Right. right. Yes. And feel, feel free next next week to call us with an update, especially if you find out something more interesting or eyebrow yeah. raising. Yeah. Um, so here's something that's raising eyebrows for me, anyway. Um, I just I went over to the uh, the voter portal, and it doesn't seem to be working. What? Server error. Two different oh. computers, and I can't even get through. Interesting. Voter portal is down. <gasps> oh. Wow, that is very, very interesting right now. Wow. Could I, could I trust the Secretary of State to give me an accurate, I mean, a truthful answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, really, I'm being some realistic. You know, I mean, do they, I, do I think the whole government in this state is completely corrupt. Yes, yes, yeah. The t- time for us mm. to re- rebuild it from the ground up. Unfortunately, no, we do have some yeah. good ones. We do. We yeah. definitely we do. We had some. We had. Thank you. Ready for work, so I, okay. I need to get going. But okay. I will definitely call back. And my name's George. So thank you, George. George. Remember my name. Okay, my name thank George. you, George. Okay. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Okay. Merry Christmas. Yes. So hey, um, I want to point this out. Something I found out about. I actually was watching YouTube, and and our uh, representative elect uh, Stephanie Lord from the East Mountains, my uh, neck of the oh, woods. Yes. The um, Ribs Barbecue in Cedarcrest, which is uh-huh. down the road from where I live. And by the way, I'm going to plug them. They're probably some of the best ribs in the whole state. <laughs> I go there all the time. They're awesome. You're making me hungry. Uh, <laughs> they're really good. So uh, they have, as you can imagine, been seriously harmed. Their business has been seriously harmed by the actions of this fascist governor that we have. And so what they have done is since their dining room cannot be used for a dining room, they have set up a kind of an information center there. They have a table set up. They have packets that they can uh, give you if you stop in. Stop in, say hi to them. They're a really great, great bunch of guys. They're, they love liberty. They love freedom. They back us on everything we're talking about. And they will give you a packet which talks about House Bill 2 which is coming up in a session on January 4th, coming up here in New Mexico. Basically what that involves, it's an Emergency Powers Restraint Act. What we want to do is we want to put some restraints on our governor and prevent her from acting like a dictator like she has been doing and make it so that our entire government does what they're supposed to do, and they're involved in making decisions. And that's up in the next session, <clears throat> Next right? session, yep. correct. So you can either stop by and see them there at Ribs Barbecue in Cedarcrest, and they will hand you a packet, or you can email the gentleman from Ribs Barbecue, and, oh, God, I didn't get his name. I wish I could remember his name. But anyway, his email address, if you email him, he will email you the electronic copy of 
of this information. And included in this information, it gives you a map. It tells you about uh, what's going on with this House Bill 2. It gives you a complete listing of all the representatives in our state government, their contact information, their email address, their phone number, so that you can call them and you all need to call them. You need to call them. You need to email them. You need to flood them with calls and emails and let them know that this is something you are very concerned about. Now, if you're ready, I'm going to give you this email address, and you can jot it down, and Natalie will also put it in the notes, mm -hmm. in our annotated notes. Yes. The email address is A-S-A-B-O-R-T-Z at gmail.com. And I believe the owner's name is Jim. Yeah, I think it's actually a couple of people actually own the place together. Um, but I'm going to repeat it one more time because you didn't get it. A-S-A-B-O-R-T-Z at gmail.com. And I talked to him this morning. He said, yes, have announce my email address. Have everybody email me. I'll send them the electronic copy, whatever they need. So this is a movement in which you can get involved. I remember... Going through this year, numerous people, I have been going to rallies. I've been helping to organize rallies. Natalie and I have both been doing that. That's how we ended up doing this. And so many people I would talk to, I would tell them how concerned I was and how they needed to get involved. And so many people told me over and over, oh, don't worry about it. I mean, Trump's going to win. And I said, don't be so sure. Mm -hmm. I said, don't put your all your eggs in one basket. No, don't be so sure. There are a lot of things that can happen with all the the Russiagate and the scams and the lying and all the nonsense that's been going on in this silent coup going on for the last four years. Did you not think that they were going to try to pull something like this on the election? We knew they were going to try to cheat. They were not just going to let this president walk away with a win. And no. it, I still firmly believe it was a landslide win. Absolutely. I, I do, do too. He is a major threat to their plans of a new world order, one world socialist government, taking away all of our liberty and then consolidation of power, consolidation of economic power, uh, e-currency, you know, cashless society, you name it. This president is standing in the way of that because he actually stands for our freedom. He is truly a president of the people and for the people, not for the lobbyists, not for international interest groups, and definitely not for China, who even China, you know, on video, there's an official uh, saying that, yeah, we couldn't get anything done with Trump because Trump yeah. won't listen to the people from Wall Street that we've influenced. Oh, but we can get something done with Biden. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're we're just yeah, a vote for Biden is a vote for the CCP people. Yeah. Yep. China, yep. Communist Chinese Party. That's yeah. right. So th this president I I still believe that New Mexico voted red and New Mexico voted outrageously red. Um I know several people from California who all of their relatives and friends in California think that California went Red. Well, you know, I'm on social media quite a bit, and I've seen a number of postings come across with information, and I can't totally confirm it, but they're showing electoral maps, 
supposedly based on information from confiscated servers. Yeah, the Dominion servers in which from the CIA New Mexico side in Frankfurt. and California went red. Yes, among other states. So, w- regardless of whether Biden gets away with the steal, this is not going to be a legib- legitimate presidency if he does get into the White House. And again, like I was saying earlier, All of you socialist Dems out there have no idea how to hashtag resist or how to hashtag not my president. If Biden succeeds in stealing this election, you're going to find out. We will show you how it's really done. And civil disobedience? Oh, honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, it's going to be at the state level. Entire states will be going, I'm sorry. Presidential executive order, what? Yeah, you'd have to be president first. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you really want to see that on a massive scale? No, we, we are in, uh, was it Mark Levin? No, it was Rush Limbaugh who floated the idea of secession. We, and we are already in a civil war of ideas. And it's only going to get worse the more that power-hungry, money-grubbing, Corporations and politicians try to grab and consolidate power away from the people. And yes, Zuckerberg, you and your Zuckerbucks, that goes for <laughs> you too. Yeah, you, you think you can spend three hundred and fifty some million dollars on um, you know election, you know five hundred one c threes that are supposedly for election integrity. Uh, yeah, election election integrity, my patootie. Yeah. So no. you know, not buying that, not buying that whatsoever. No. So we have mentioned fascism a number of times, and it kind of fits into what we're talking about, so that everybody understands what fascism is, and the fact that what we're going through in New Mexico and other parts of the country, to a limited amount at least, in the minimum, is the definition of fascism. Now, we had one of our, I would guess I would call him an anti-fan. Um, oh, yeah. By the name of Chris. Oh, Chris. I wonder if Chris is listening. You anyway, precious snowflake, you. I know. So, Chris called us the fascist girls. Oh. Okay. Now, those of you that listen to us all the time, are we talking fascism here? <laughs> We're the antithesis of fascism. But just in case you all don't understand the definition of fascism, let us enlighten you. I got it right here. I looked it up online. Uh, I think it was dictionary.com. Fascism. Definition of fascism. A political philosophy, movement, or regime such as that of the fascista. Fascisti? Something like Fascisti. that. Fascisti. Fascisti. Yeah. There we go. That exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation. Does that sound familiar? And forcible suppression of opposition. Well, we got that too, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. It, the, the forcible suppression is really the key term here. Because uh, fascists and fascist movement is not, in and of itself, a type of government. It is really more, more a tool to bring about 
an autocratic government. It's really more a tool, and it can apply not just to governments or government entities. It can also apply to individuals, but it can apply to groups outside of the government. Basically, anyone who decides that they want to suppress people who don't believe the same way they do, don't think the same way they do, or are not oriented towards the same goals that they are. If you are actively trying to suppress someone else's speech, ideas, then that is fascism by definition. I.e., taking away your ability to communicate in the way that you communicate by making you cover your face. Yes. Uh, Severe economic and social regimentation, as in shutting down restaurants. Or, and limiting them to 25% capacity. Or forcing people to stand in lines because there's a 75-person maximum. <clears throat> and another yeah. example is from one of your superfans, Jerry. Um, okay, he commented, right. Oh, Jerry. These ladies off the air. Wait a minute. Okay, so you disagree, and they should not be allowed to speak, according to Jerry. Right, since Jerry disagrees with us, he thinks, he thinks that, we, that we should be off the air. Right. Yeah, isn't that exactly the suppression? Yeah, isn't that one of the the tenets of of, of fascism? If someone yes, it is. disagrees with you and you don't like what they say, that's right. You silence them, isn't that? I mean, that that's how I understand it. You know, just like you, Jerry. Okay, you've never called in, as far as I know. Now, if you think, as in your words, you're calling BS on what we have to say, and you mention people like Rush Limbaugh and Mark Levin and Sean Hannity saying that they strictly are stating opinions, which I'm calling BS on you, because Rush Limbaugh, he, I've been listening to him for years, and oh, he yeah. always backs up what he says with facts. With facts, and 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 he's he states his sources where he gets the information. He even has a separate uh, individual fact verified fact checking yeah. company. Listen to his show and verify what he says, which is consistently like 98 to 99 percent. So he flips up just a little bit maybe on some details every once in a while. But anyway, so if you want to call BS, as you say, on what we're saying and that what we say is false, even though we are anything we say, we qualify it. Okay. One thing I learned when I went to college is how to qualify statements. If I make a statement that is a statement of fact, I am backing it up by documentation, proof, in order to back up my claim. If I am stating something as an opinion, I will tell you it's my opinion. And I will tell you if it's something I heard that I can't prove, but it's something that maybe you can think about. If you guys find out something about it, you can let us know. But I'm always qualifying my statements. Or even if it's our opinion based on something that is factual, an actual event or mm-hmm. actually observed facts. It is possible for two things to be true at the same time. Yes, I observe these facts and here's what I think about them. Oh, I have an opinion. But yes, if we have any super unfans out there, just know you all are always welcome to call in. We will not suppress your voice. Because we are not fascists. So That's we will right. allow you to have your right to have an argu- have an arg- a, a, a civilized argument with us. That's right. Call no. in. We're not going to suppress your speech. No cussing. But we, yeah. don't, we don't screen our phone calls. 
We don't. You all can call in, 505-266-1600. Yeah, and Jerry, this one's for you. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. (laughs) (laughs) Or you might have hurt his feelings. Poor Jerry. It looks like we got some more callers in the Kiva, so time for some free speech. Caller, you are in the Kiva. Hello. Hi there. Yeah, La, La, La Grinchum, that was great. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, like that. I was sitting but, here laughing. I just couldn't contain myself. <laughs> but, you know, when I was talking to La Rona, she even disowned La Grinchum because she's too evil for even her. I Right? Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with that, bro. She's cuckoo. Yeah, La Llorona's like, I don't know what to do. She's not New Mexican. I'm not related to her. Yeah, none of that. uh, None of that. (laughs) Well, there's the coronavirus, but there's also the cabronavirus. That's the governor. Cabrona. Cabrona. I like it. You can can put that on shirts if you want, even though I made it. You can use it. Oh I, I think gosh, we need to start a it. merchandising site, don't you think, Natalie? Yeah. We probably should. Maybe that's the next thing we need to do. <laughs> but you know what? I don't, as far as I'm concerned, she's not a governor no more. She's terrorizing the people and hurting people. She's a domestic terrorist. I would yes. agree. I would agree. Did you she like, did you like my, nick, did you like my nickname for her in my opening statement, uh, the Marxist midget? Oh, oh, I, I like didn't hear that. that. That's good. That's a yeah. new one I just thought of. It's like, oh, yeah. I got to use that. <laughs> yeah, but she's working against the people. She's not working for the people no more. She's 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 a terrorist now, and uh, she, as far as I'm concerned, she's a traitor to her country. She's not working for America no more. And what did they do to traitors back in the bicentennial days? They put them in front of firing squads. Mm. Yeah, they did. You know, but, yeah. but we're too PC for that nowadays. We don't do that stuff. We just allow it to happen and just, uh, well, and then we say, well, we'll just vote her out next time. Mm. So we're going to allow her to destroy the, uh, the, uh, the, the state for how many years, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, you know what the way, what the way of doing things, mm. and I'm seeing this over and over again in the government. If you're a politician, you can do whatever the heck you want, and you can break laws, you can lie, you can cheat, you can steal, you can sp- conspire with people to, to get billions of dollars from a foreign enemy. And the courts, because they don't want to deal with politics, will give them a pass. And so they just go, and they never suffer any consequences, ever. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, even like that, uh, oh, what was her name? The one from Michigan who threat, outright threatened Trump supporters. She got stripped, yes, of all of her responsibilities and committees, but she didn't get impeached. And really, that's what needs to happen. They need to get fired. Well, thank you, caller, so much for pointing that out. And, and yes, Cabrona virus, I'm going to keep that one. We're, we're going to use that more often. Oh, Who else do we have here in the Kiva? Go ahead, caller. Oh, hi. You're talking to me? Yeah. Yes. Who do we have? Well, I'll tell you, I do, I do listen to Sean Hannity, and I also listen to, to Rush Limbaugh, and I agree with the fascism statement. And uh, But the only thing is I don't agree with you guys is the fact that you know, I don't think the wearing masks and the waiting in lines is political. That's just common sense because of what's going on with the pandemic. I separate that from politics. I mean, I don't mix that in. But I understand the fascism otherwise. What you were speaking of and the China thing, I agree with mm-hmm. all that. And so, I do vote for Trump. So, so one thing I would ask you is if you think that the masks are not political, 
then why was it that back in March, Fauci himself was telling people, oh, don't wear masks at the very beginning of this pandemic? Yeah, I think there's a lot of iffiness going on because of the fact that people didn't know how you can catch it and this, that, and the other. But honestly, how hard is it to wear a mask compared to getting coronavirus and infecting someone else? It really, I mean, well, I, I can tell you, I've had it. To wear them all day at work. Have you had it? Have you had the Wuhan no, I, virus? I've had it. No, well, I can I tell you, I've had it. Me too. My whole family's had it. My grandmother, my abuelita's had it. My parents we have had it. All, well, you know, that's really interesting. So mm-hmm. mm, one of my parents got it while they were wearing a mask from this going back to work. Even wearing one. Yeah, and that's not a full proof. You can still get, get one of the things you touch. Yeah, it's just a, it's a preventative measure that one so, has to step. It's not going to completely So what help, kind? What mean, kind of something. mask? What kind of mask do you think is helpful? I say any mask, any mask. Any mask, okay. So not so, breathing out that air on someone else. So how, how big is the virus? What do you mean how big is the virus? Well, how, vi- how big are the virus particulates that the mask is supposed to be blocking? I have no idea. And that's the problem. Right. That, that's the problem is most people don't look to see what it is that masks are supposed to be doing. I'm not now. Believe me, I'm I'm actually sort of I'm not anti-mask, and I'm neither pro-mask nor anti-mask. There are multiple masks that do multiple jobs. The real question. Oh, sorry, getting an echo. The real question that we need to ask is: What kind of mask does what kind of job against what kind of particulate? And there is an entire science behind particulates. Particulate science, mm-hmm. I think, is what it's yeah. called. Um, how many people out there know how big this virus is or the fact that this virus is smaller than most viruses? It is, I believe, 0.125 microns. Most masks, actually most fabric that masks are made of, have gaps that are bigger than 100 microns. And this mask is just barely over, I mean, this virus is just barely over a tenth of a micron in size, possibly smaller. It can go down to 0.06 microns. So do the math on that. And do the math. Compare that to, let's say, for instance, I had a chain link fence and I created a circle in my yard and took my garden hose and put it inside that circle chain link fence and wanted to fill it up so that I could swim in a swimming pool. Right. That's essentially what you're trying to do. Does that help? No, it doesn't help at all. The water's going to come right out. The virus is so tiny that you see people going around with handkerchiefs. You see them going around with scarves. You see them going around with bandanas and these cloth surgical masks that you may as well be trying to fill a chain link circle with water and swim in it. Yeah, the, now bandanas, they can keep out dust, that's true. Yeah. But even people who work in asbestos or with silica will tell you that they have to wear very specific masks. And N95s, they have to be fitted, or N90, uh, N99s, I believe, are another type. But both silica and asbestos particulates are bigger, way bigger than virus particulates. So what we are saying is that 
And the, part of the reason we're doing this show is we are trying to cure ignorance. And I'm not saying ignorance, if you understand the definition of ignorance. Ignorance is that means that you do not have the information. We are right. trying to provide you with the information. Ignorance can be cured. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can. <laughs> oh, I know. That's I'm not going to say the other part of that. But <laughs> you probably know what it is. Uh, ignorance can be cured by knowledge. And if you're unwilling to accept knowledge, you will always be ignorant. And then maybe you might fall into the other category at that point. But um, that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, and the, and the sizes of different particles and, and particulates, that's something that has been documented for quite a long time. These the sizes of viruses, you can even go, go down if, if you want to look at virological documents and uh, journals, you can see what virus families fall into which categories and approximately what sizes they've been observed uh, under microscopes. So you can observe all that. You can find all that. The information is out there. I will go ahead and provide a link at this segment in the, our annotation, but I would encourage you all to go look that up yourself. Go right. look up, you know, what sizes are virus, what sizes are silica, what sizes are asbestos, and, and all various different things. So here's, basically, here's what I'm saying, is it's not that masks do nothing. That's an untrue statement, and it's a general, very general statement. The question is, what type of masks protect against what type of particulates? And even if someone thinks, oh, it's common sense to wear a mask, fine. You go ahead and wear a mask. I'm not against anyone wearing a mask if they want to. But I do not believe that anyone has the right to mandate a mask for anyone else. My issue is not with the masks. My issue is with unlawful, illegal, unconstitutional mandates that trespass on our liberty, God-given liberty. You hear that? La Llorona Grincha up in Santa Fe <laughs> or Corrales, whichever house you're at. And not only that, but the point that we always make, like the last caller was saying, is that if you want to wear a mask, go ahead and do it. If it makes you feel good and you like covering your face <clears throat> you can do that from here until the end of time and it doesn't matter to us you have the freedom to do that but if you actually believe that that mask works why do you care if we wear one or not right why do if you, you care? believe the mask really works cool you've got the mask on so i think that the truth of the matter is is you don't really believe this you don't really believe that the mask works that's why you want me to wear one, too, because you figure, well, if i got to do this, you got to do it, too. Well, no, I don't have to do it. I don't have to do it, and I won't. Yeah. So this is a freedom issue. This is not a mask issue. This is not a line issue, standing in line. And I'm sorry, if you think standing in line is not a big deal. My parents had pneumonia during the time that the governor, right before Thanksgiving, decided to, oh, instate a 75-person maximum, no matter how big the building is. If my parents had not had us in town to shop for them, I don't know what they would have done. What, stand in line for two hours and die? Standing in line in 30-degree weather, even 40-degree weather with pneumonia? Are you kidding me? 
And, and frankly, they would have had no choice because they really needed to get some stuff, oh, to live, to eat, over-the-counter medications, prescribed medications, things of that nature. So, yeah, you betcha, the lines were not only unconstitutional because now we're also getting into a part of law that regulates how many people can be in a building at any one point in time, which, by the way, fire marshals are well acquainted That's with. That's right. And no one... A super Walmart has a certain capacity in which the fire department says that they can have. Right. And, and I'm sorry for anyone to say, oh, that, that, all, that regulation all goes out the window. Now I say that, that, that there's a different regulation. No. Yeah, no, that's unlawful. No. We got some more callers in the Kiva. Let's take another call. Go ahead, caller. Go ahead, caller. You're in Hello? the Kiva. Go ahead. Yes. Who do we have? Oh, hi. This is Ray. Hi, um, Ray. You know, I, I have... Hi, hi, guys. Um, I haven't heard anybody mention this, but, you know, President Trump put out a tweet this morning saying that we should... Uh, protest january 6th in dc so i just want to encourage you if nobody's heard about this you you guys need to get out there um oh yeah i have heard of are, that yes yeah yes. we're planning on we're planning on attending you know good for um, you i don't think yeah i don't think anybody has more to lose than me I, you know i have a six-figure job i have seven kids uh, i'm going to take vacation and put myself out there nice and you have seven yeah. kids Oh my oh, gosh! Yes. I, I, I'm just oh, you're like you're like a rock star to me. Uh, I have five, number six on the way, hoping to get to number eight. Can, can we can we get together sometime? My husband's like so, no, no. So no. we're fighting fascism on another front too by basically That's, filling the population with conservatives. That's right. Yeah, or at least we educated people so, who can think. We have to outbreed the stupid. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That that so was I, the I, other I category I mentioned that I didn't say that is the. That that is kind of the alternative to ignorant. There is ignorant, which can be fixed, and there is stupid, which is forever. <laughs> yes. Right. right. <laughs> well, so I just want to encourage people to get out there. I mean, I'm putting myself out there. We got to get out there because, you know, if, if this has to go to an insurrection act, we have to show the president and people that there are enough people that support this election being overturned legally Absolutely. because it was stolen. Yes, and it was. If, if nobody shows up, the last rally was, I think, uh, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Only about, I think, 20,000 people were there. And, I mean, if, if it turns into that, I'll be there. But I don't think, you know, I don't think that they'll see, you know, when they're doing the, elect- the electors, when they're counting the votes, they'll see that there's a political will there for this to happen, you know. When I would so encourage I just want to encourage people... people to get out there. Yes, that, and that's absolutely great. But I would also encourage people... Um, who, if you can't make it out there, then do something else instead. Uh, send the president a letter. Send your congressmen and women letters. Email them. Call them. Uh, do the drip, drip, drip method, which is, you know, call their office. Then email them the day after to follow up on it. Then email again. Hey, what you doing about this? Hey, I still feel this way. Hey, now six people in my neighborhood feel this way. Um, yeah, if you can't be there physically, make your voice heard. We have multiple ways to do it thanks to technology these days. So if it, you, I understand if some people maybe can't afford to go out there, but if you can, oh, my gosh, please go. Please Absolutely. Go. Well, you know what I was thinking about doing? I hadn't mentioned this to you yet, but if Sleepy, yes. Sleepy Joe manages to steal this election, if, mm-hmm. which I'm still not convinced he will, <clears throat> I know Trump had mentioned that he is going to, on Inauguration Day, he's going to have a rally in Florida. 
<laughs> and Mark and I are going to attend that rally if that's the case. Oh, that'd be awesome. We're going to drive to Florida and we're going to go to that rally. Ooh, rally but let's time. hope that rally never has to happen. Well, that's a perfect time to be in Florida during January. It's like yeah. 80 degree weather down there. Right. It's awesome. Oh, it's great in January. Well, who else do we have in the Kiva? Thank you, Ray, for that call. Who else do we have in the Kiva? Hello. Hello. Who do we have here? Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you doing How today? You doing? Good. Well. <laughs> I wish I could say better. Oh. Well, we're doing the best we can, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Anyway, I love your show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank it you. kind of cool. Make sure to anyway. like us on rockoftalk.chat, okay? That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll wait. Okay. Anyhow, I've got a question. Yes. Actually, a lot more than that, but <laughs> I call the governor's office all the time. I'm an old vet. Good. Keep bugging her. Oh, she hates it. <laughs> uh, I, every every person I talk to, every person I talk to over there, I tell her, I tell them she's an idiot. Yes, she is. Group and grew bigger. Oh my and, gosh, that's awesome. You know, you know how that all goes. You know, the, mm-hmm. it, it goes. You were born stupid and grew bigger. The one thing you can't fix is stupid. Stupid is forever. Oh, God. No, it <laughs> lives that way. So what's, and, what's your question, Mike? Uh, the, the, the question I've got is what are they going to do for the old vet that have been hung up in the system from be, being disabled, mm, yeah. and they're not hearing this stuff. They sent me to Arizona, to Dallas, back to Arizona, because they will mm. not approve doctors in New Mexico. What? They will not. So, so are you uh, saying that medical care for you is not being no, approved, no, no, or no, no? Let me. I I do get my medical care. Okay. From Raymond T. Murphy. Okay. I get my meds, but nowadays everything is online. How in the right? Heck, how in the heck can a doctor talk to you? I've got a a growth on my finger. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so are you having a hard time getting like the in-person consultations? Is it an issue? Oh, yeah. with all they, the they will they will not see you. Wow. Yeah. What they yeah. want to do now is they want to diagnose you on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that. Uh, since when do we How do things like this? How can they do that? How right. can they do they that? They can't. They can't. No. It, it's it, and again, like we said earlier in, on in the show. Many doctors and medical practitioners are having their medical licenses and even their insurance being held hostage by the state if they don't tow the line as far as these ridiculous public health mandates, which look after anything but public health. So, you know, Mike, I wish I had a good answer for you, but keep complaining to the governor's office. Keep complaining to your legislators especially uh, well, the, the ones got, who because they're really going to they're going to have on the table this next coming session um what, what was that called 
Um, Rebecca, you were talking about oh. the let's see well, it's here. essentially the death panels. Oh yeah. What the what the what the mad lady governor wants to do is she wants to be able to ration care. So it's like triage More than everybody. More it is already. Yeah. So if you're uh, you're old and and maybe it's like well, you don't have long anyway. It's like well we'll just set this guy over here, kind of like Obama said when he was running for president. Oh, we'll just give them a pain pill. Right. We're not going to treat right. them. We'll just give well, them a pain pill. Let them let them yeah, let well, them stay over there and die. <clears throat> That's what they've been trying to do. They keep saying, well, we'll give you oxycodone. We'll give you... Uh, yeah, just, just kind of shunting. They'll shunting give me you whatever, off. because I am pretty messed up. I've got yeah. nerve damage. I've got neck damage. Mm. I've got all kinds of problems. But Whoa. they, right now, you trying know. to get my... And Dale Armstrong, I'm going to tell you this. Gail Armstrong is amazing. Mm-hmm. That lady is really, really a good lady. Is she, she your is representative? Well, yeah. Well, okay. she takes care of pretty much everything from Valencia County down south. Uh huh. And she does what she can. But just like this COVID, uh, the VA. If I go to work tomorrow, because I couldn't mm-hmm. get a job, but if I go to work, I lose my VA disability. Right. So I hate to rush you, but we got three other callers in the queue. Okay. So anyway, need you to wrap it up pretty quick. That's okay. Just I just don't understand. And when are you going to put your song? Available for me to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some copyright infringement uh, laws involved yeah. with that. Well, I don't know. know. It's a parody. Is it's okay? That's I mean, true. It is a parody. Yeah. Weird uh, Al used to do that all the can, time. You can listen to it again on rockoftalk.chat. Yes, you can. It'll be on there. One, once we upload it to the website, and I'll even have noted in my annotations the timestamp, so you can, you know, fast forward or click on that and listen to it again to your heart's Enjoy. desire. I yes. have I smiled. <laughs> I have <laughs> Thank you. We all need a laugh right now. Thank you, Mike. We do Merry appreciate Christmas. it. Yes, have a Merry Christmas. And uh, next caller in the Kiva, who do we have up next? Go ahead, caller. You're in the Kiva. Hi, this is your favorite caller, Chris. Oh, oh Chris. Chris. How are hey, you doing, Chris? How are you Chris? doing? I'm sorry. How oh. are you doing? I'm doing okay. I just can't believe what I hear. Um, <laughs> That's managed, okay. You've managed to confuse people about mask and virus size, and as if it mattered, um, your definition of liberty is interesting. How about your liberty has one limit in society, which is my liberty? Oh, Never really? Heard okay. Never heard of that, huh? Oh really? So what do you understand so about no, personal liberty? Yeah, explain that. Let's let's yeah, dive into that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, personal liberty. Your personal liberty, not to wear a mask, for example, or to drive a hundred miles an hour on a freeway with no insurance, is um, has one limit, which is my liberty to live, not ah. to get sick, not so, to die. So That's are you a, we, are you a proponent? Nothing? Hang on, hang on, Chris. I, I want to go with this driving thing because I've heard this again and again that wanting to go out not wearing a mask is like, 
you know, being a reckless or a drunk driver on the street. Right. So are it you a, are you a proponent then of dropping all the speed limits across the state, maybe even the nation, to five miles per hour so that <laughs> no one gets hurt? Yeah, ridiculous argument. What it about is. That's, that's, it that's, is. That's, 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 exactly. He, he agreed with us. Wonderful. I'm so glad you get it. He gets the prize. Ding, 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 ding. Reasonable. Reasonable. Now, in a dictatorial government pushing to the limits, we would say to people, you have to stay at home. And if you leave your house, you're going to be jailed. That's pushing to the limits. You're just being asked to wear a mask to protect oh, other people. It's only you a mask. You don't care about other people, do you? Interesting. So, oh, oh wait, you're saying I don't care uh-huh. about my grandmother? That's correct. Who had this? Oh, I don't if care about my mask, mom? If you didn't wear a mask around them, you didn't care. I don't about care them. about my mom or my dad. That's, oh, and by the way, I'm the by the way, I'm immune. I I can't pass this on to anybody. Me too. I'm what immune. I've had it. We're blockers. Oh, yeah, well, we know people get reinfected. So you're not oh, oh you, mean, you mean the four cases, one the first of whom they actually weren't even sure if he had it the first time because there's four? no documentation, and the other three who have immunological disorders where their immune system doesn't work correctly anyway, do you mean those four? I'm not out talking of 50, about Out this. of 52 ta- million cases worldwide? worldwide. Oh, worldwide. so am I. So oh, am I. God. 52 God. million cases worldwide. Oh, wait, I think it's up to six now. Okay, yeah, but but wow. two or three two or three of those they can't confirm if they actually had the virus the first time, and then the others actually have immunological disorders. But please do by all means look it up and um, send me the link. That that would be wonderful yeah. to see. Yeah. I sent Absolutely. you a lot of things on Facebook, but you mm-hmm. never even opened those probably. Oh oh, I've I've read through them, Chris. Yes. I've read oh, through. We them. read everything. Yes mm-hmm. yes. It's just that we're we're not going to bother to argue with you on Facebook okay. because we would really rather argue with you, you know, voice to voice. It's so no, much okay. more it's That's so okay. much more fun. Now, in fascism, um, the main characteristic is the merger of government and corporations, which is what we have right now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. so yes. okay. So, uh, do you do you listen to our live stream on Facebook no. at all? Oh, no. too bad because we actually addressed this. Last week, we did. It's called the changing of definitions, and oh, we went no, through the def- we not. went through the de- the original definition of fascism, and then we went through some very interesting permutations of definitions that have appeared just in the last uh, two or three years. And one of the more interesting ones, and even though, as I said, if you were listening earlier to the show, I actually do believe that our country has been taken over by more of a corporate oligarchy, which I don't agree with. Um, But one of the interesting definitions of fascism out there is conflated with a capitalist government, regardless of the fact that a capitalist government is actually uh, the antithesis of fascism. So I will partially agree with you on corporations. In fact, I will go ahead and draw some some parallels of fascism with corporations, such as Facebook. Facebook deciding, like groups that are called Stop, hashtag Stop the Steal, that they don't deserve to have a platform at all on Facebook, and therefore they uh, canceled that group, as in deleted them completely. 
the day before the election. Also, follow the data with Dr. Frank, who, by the way, is an actual doctor and research analyst. Um, yeah, he's been doing some really good data aggregating the death statistics for COVID-19 for months. And Facebook decided that they didn't like his group and they went ahead and canceled his page entirely. You know what? I have to agree with you, Chris. That really is a great example of fascism being perpetrated by corporations. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I'm not going to defend Facebook. Uh, this, this really, on that one, uh, we probably partially agree. Cool. So, that, well, then we got some common ground. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, but we, we, you know, think about your liberty has one limit, my liberty, and that's why we don't have, you know, people, you know, um, saying fire in a theater. That's why we have speed limits, reasonable speed limits. That's why we have masks. And on masks, um, you and I know they don't filter viruses. Viruses are too small. They filter droplets, okay? Okay, so, okay, let's, let's, let's cover that. So, if I am not having any symptoms, I'm not coughing, I'm not sneezing, then why should I have to wear a mask? People who have the virus but don't have symptoms yet are the most contagious. That's also I see. for the flu really? and colds, as you know. It's, it's, no, this is all published studies. Okay. So if you have no, no. symptoms and you're not running a fever, Correct. Uh, you can somehow transmit a disease if you don't... Correct. Have. You're not sneezing, you're not coughing, you don't have any symptoms. That kind of reminds me is we have a disease which has no symptoms. Yeah, well, wait, wait. this is why we have an obligation to supposedly, when you leave the state, when you come back to quarantine for 14 days. You don't have symptoms. I see. So why, now, didn't, the the govern- why didn't the governor quarantine for 14 days after she went to Spain? Don't, don't. Okay, don't don't bring things like that up. Okay. Oh, what why is, not? Uh, well, I, no, I, I agree. This I agree. is a discussion. Look, it's valid. I I'm not going to tell you that the governor is perfect. She's doing her best. Okay, in my opinion, following she's doing science. her best. Well, okay, following uh, science. She she's following. doing her best to you yeah. know take yeah. down the whole state. I will agree with you there. No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> look, uh, uh, Republican governors are imposing. Similar uh, measures also. Uh, they are, and I don't agree with that either. It's yeah, unconstitutional. Absolutely. When Governor Abbott went ahead and instituted a statewide mask mandate, I said, BS! That's why people want to, you know, want to impeach the governor of Ohio. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know what happens we don't imp- when we don't impose measures? We've seen it in China at the very beginning, okay? Massive death. So, so, Massive. so let, me, let me give you this here, because this is actually, uh, we're actually approaching now almost a hundred studies Uh on and surrounding mask efficacy, most of which have been peer-reviewed. And one of the latest ones, which was published on December 15th, and it was actually accepted November 2020, by Xinjiang Ji and Xihua April C. and Ramsawami Nagarajan, the effects of mask wearing on the inhalability and deposition of airborne SARS-CoV-2 aerosols in human upper airway. Have you read that study? Uh, name, name the study again, the effect. The, so effects of mask wearing on the inhalability and deposition of airborne SARS-CoV-2 aerosols in human upper airway. 
No, I haven't. So, okay, so I'll, I'll just read you the, the preface, the abstract. Even though face masks are well accepted as tools useful in reducing COVID-19 transmissions, their effectiveness in reducing viral loads in the respiratory tract is unclear. Wearing a mask will significantly alter the airflow and particle dynamics near the face, which can change the inhalability of ambient particles. The objective of this study is to investigate the effects of wearing a surgical mask on inspiratory airflow and dosimetry of airborne virus-laden aerosols on the face and in the respiratory tract. So this study was done, and it was actually shown, you know, through the study, I'm not going to read the whole thing, of course, on air, but I will go ahead, I will go ahead and post the link in the notes. Um, Essentially, what they came to the conclusion further down is that wearing a used mask could actually be more dangerous than not wearing one at all when it comes to warding off COVID-19, specifically um, because of how particulates can get trapped in the mask and then rebreathed into mm-hmm. your own upper respiratory system, hence that the viral load in your system actually becomes greater than it normally would if you were expelling virus particulates, because that's one of the body's first defense systems um, before it gets into your cells and then your immune system has to take it up. Okay, so, before I'm off the air, uh, where do you post this? I'm, I'm confused. Where? www.rockoftalk.chat, but I think also um, I can send it to you on Facebook. I know you've, like you said, you've emailed us quite a few articles on Facebook, so I will go ahead and send it to you there as well. Um, okay. Both both the synopsis done by the New York Post and then, of course, the full study itself, because I think you'll actually find that very interesting. Okay. Well, against that, I will uh, encourage you to read the um, proceeding of National Academy of Sciences um, June article on um, on masks and uh, other actually factors with COVID. It's um, probably the most um, reliable article ever published. Isn't that the it's, same it, organization that came up with the uh, the bogus numbers for the projected deaths I, of I, COVID-19? I, I'm pretty I, sure that yes, is the same. They have right. a lot of credibility, don't they? Oh, yes. Yeah. So they they yeah. have had to actually, I they've believe they've been wrong the every single have, time. They've had to change their numbers uh, multiple mm-hmm. times, uh, haven't uh, they? Uh, on projections, uh, look, projections, I'm sorry, projections are very hard to, but anyway. Right, uh, I that, just don't that, give them any credibility because, okay. you know, I give people credibility when they're right and they, they're right consistently. Or when their hypotheses are right. at least but they've somewhat been sustainable. Wrong. That article is a review of other studies, okay? And mm-hmm. so this isn't um, proceeding of, of, this is not them deciding um, or projecting. This is reviews of others. It, it's, I have the whole article. It's, it's, I've emailed it to a few people who said, wow, this is probably the ultimate. But again, you know, you believe what you believe. It doesn't come from China. I mean, the, the, the study. Oh, the, the study? No, hmm. this, this, your, study, your study is actually suspicious because the authors sounded very Chinese. But, well, they are. The, um, uh, okay. I'm sorry, can a Chinese doctor not you know, do research? No, 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 but you know, you know how it goes with China, especially on your side. <clears throat> oh, well, China's so. got a lot of experience with these things. I would think a Chinese... Uh, you do researcher real, uh, would probably be Chris, able to do some good research. Hang on, Chris, you, uh, are you implying that, that, that we don't like the Chinese? <laughs> yes, but anyway. Um, hey, oh, hey, hey, hey Chris, the Chinese government. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I, I appreciate that you went ahead and clarified that because, Chris, 
I'm part Chinese. Okay. And I've got friends and family who are Chinese. And guess what? They don't like the Chinese Communist Party either. No. I know. I know. It's the Chinese government that we disagree with and don't trust. It's like, I I like Natalie very much. She's one of my best friends. I also have friends and family members that are part Chinese, and I like them very much. So, yeah, had, no, it's like if you want to try to call us a racist on top of calling us a fascist, then you can't fascist prove either I one will, of those I, things because neither one of those things are true. Well, fascist, I will stand by it. Sorry, you meet okay. all Even after we've gone to, out of our way to try to explain. Gone, and, and even after we've let you talk on air. Right. A fascist I mean, wouldn't do that. A fascist would say, oh, that's Chris. We're just going to hang up on him because... We don't want to hear from him because he disagrees with us. Correct. That's okay. what a fascist would do. It, it, you're correct. Once they are in power, um, they do that. But uh, they um, don't do is that this not beginning. our show? Is yes, we, not our we show? actually are in power here. Yes, we, we can we can we can tell Jay Bird to cut you off at any time. Right. So we we are in power here, and we could cut you off at any time. We could not let you talk, and we have been letting you talk. And by the way, I'm not even I'm not even of the opinion that you shouldn't talk if you're wrong. If, if you're wrong and you have ideas, you should be free to air them. Just because someone disagrees with us or because we think they're wrong doesn't mean that we think they don't deserve a chance to have a say. Absolutely. But, but realize that you're accusing us of something, Chris, and you don't even realize what the actual definition means or that the definition is antithetical to what we believe and have put out there publicly. I have read several definitions. I stand by... Uh, several, one of the, several definitions. Okay, well then pray tell, which one are you operating off Which of? one applies to us? I think it's the one on Facebook. The one, there's could, one on Facebook. <laughs> uh, we, could, we, could, we can use the um, um, Encyclopedia Britannica. It's got a long article on it. And trust me. Um, um, has a long article on it on a... Okay, so well, that's so okay. so so. But, but you know what? What makes you think that we are fascists? What do we do that's fascist? Look, there's a long list, and you know, name I, one. Name one. You support someone who is a fascist in the White House? No, 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 no. Okay, we're we're not talking politics here. We're not talking well, we're who not, we well, well, who hard, we do. No, well, as we stated earlier, we gave the, out the definition of fascism, it's and true. and in that definition. Uh, fascism is not in and of itself a government uh, or a type of government. It is a tool that, yes, can be used by governments and government-associated agencies, but it can also be used by individuals and by other outside groups. So we're just talking, me and Rebecca here, what have we done that leads you to believe that we are fascists, not who we support, what have we done? What have we purported? I was mostly basing it on, on what you support. What and I, what is that? What do we support? The, the current uh, fascist government in, in, in Washington. Um, okay, again, who uses take the terrorism, government. Who uses terrorism to suppress uh, freedom of speech and freedom of demonstration, for example. It isn't I our think. government that's doing that. It's... Oh, yeah. Big tech, okay, they're so doing that sort agree, of thing. So then you would agree that Antifa is also a fascist organization? N- n- no, it isn't. It's no. Oh, really? No, no. Oh, so oh, they've been really? responsible for burning down people's businesses, assaulting people, beating Throwing people up, fireworks those, at people those, they disagree with. No, no, most of those burning and looting were 
are done by anarchists and undercover agents from Trump's government. I'm and and do, you have, do you have evidence to prove so, that? So, yeah, I the, looked at the list of people who were arrested in one of the first uh, protests in Washington. None of them were Antifa. For, oh, of, really? Of, oh, really? Did you get your information from the FBI, perchance? No, this was posted. Um, I forgot this is actually official posting of the list and the names. Oh, well, you know what, Chris? You're going you're gonna to just have to send that to us then. I and, and if you that a long time ago. This oh, you did. Oh, oh, how convenient. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Hey, well, Chris, a convenient prove, prove to me that uh, Antifa is burning and looting. <laughs> it's not happening. Oh, well, Chris, it's I'm sorry, side. but next time you're, yeah, yeah, we, we love talking to you, but we got to yeah, okay. go and get to other yeah, callers. But next time, Chris, please bring your facts, okay? Bring mm-hmm. your facts. It, it doesn't do to say, oh, there's a long list, and then you can't really even name one. And I'm sorry, accusing, um, accusing the current president of being fascist. Uh, next time that you do that, we're going to make you bring up the facts on that, and it can't just be talking points. So come prepared next time. Do better. Yeah, and because do and since we are not fascists, we will give you a voice. That's right. We will Absolutely. defend your right to have a voice. That's right. You have a voice. You get a right to talk. And I'd say that we gave him a pretty decent chunk of change there. That's our longest call, I do believe, yeah. of the day. Do we have any other callers in the Kiva who want to join in on the conversation? Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> All Very right. Come. Okay. Next caller. Go ahead. You're in the Kiva. Is it me? It, it is, is you. you. Oh, goodness, I've been waiting 28 minutes. I, love <laughs> I know, but our super, our, our super unfan just had to have his say. And, you know, because we're fair-minded <sighs> individuals, okay, we'll let him disagree with us. That's fine. He's but living. now you're here with us, so we're so happy to he, have you. He's got it so far up the you-know-what. <laughs> and I love the greasy, gr- grinchy, gr- gruesome song. Oh, my God. We've had so many compliments on that song. I think we need to sell there it as a single. It has to be oh an God. encore presentation. <laughs> Record it. we got to hear it next week. You Sometime can hear the recording. The hopefully, hopefully, you can hear the reco- Dowd and uh, Eddie would play it, maybe. You can hear the recording. You know, www.rockoftalk.chat. I don't think Eddie has heard it yet, but when he does, he's probably going to want to play it again. Oh, God. It was wonderful. I had to pull off the side of the road and listen because it was fabulous. Oh, but, my gosh. Oh, so well. the mask thing the mask thing is like trying to kill uh, mosquitoes with a, a chain link fence. Yes, absolutely. And it's like throwing a bowling ball down a hallway. <laughs> and, the, and, and one thing that you guys didn't touch on was the one thing that masks are very effective in doing. Creating Engendering fear. fear. Yes. Yes, Max Madness. They're wonderful uh, fear spreaders. It yes, is. and and you know, if I'm in the welding shop and I don't want to inhale a bunch of grinding dust and stuff, I'm going to wear a mask. It's a mitigation. Well, they work for that. You yeah, know, just absolutely. like a while back, I was doing some woodworking and I was uh, sanding some wood. They work really good for that too. They get great work, I, great for keeping the sawdust out of your nose and mouth. Absolutely, but it doesn't do. A theme for the, the, the virus, a virus, nope. most viruses, any viruses, unless you're wearing the right mask, of course. But And even the right mask, the N95s, N99s, uh, if you look at OSHA guidelines, it's, they're only about 50% effective. It's a mitigation, mm-hmm. folks. It's it is. Not, it's, a, it's a false sense of security. 
Yeah, and there's um, nothing wrong with deciding with your freedom of choice for your own body for yourself yeah, that, that you, you want, want to mitigate. Yeah, if you want to mm-hmm. mitigate your uh, risk, that that is absolutely up to you. And as I've stated before, and I'll state again for our super unfan Chris out there and anyone else who might be listening, it's not the masks that I'm against. It's not the masks that we're against. It is the unlawful, unlegal, unconstitutional mandates mandate amen yeah that is the problem yep and as yeah, long as we like have as long as we I, have la grincha in the roundhouse who thinks <laughs> that she can mandate how we live our lives then she is the biggest problem you know she's going to be the la grincha until at least after the first of the year i know la grincha she's yeah. trying to yeah. steal christmas yeah. yeah when i'm in the wood shop and i'm in the metal shop I'm going to wear the mask, but when I go out in public and I want to go to the store, I don't want to wear a mask. Well, then don't. That's right. That's right. More and more as we go out and about in our daily life, we're seeing more people pulling it under their nose, pulling it under their chin, or just not wearing it at all. And you know what? Nothing bad happens when you show your face. You know what I do? I wear it on my elbow. There you go. Oh. They give me grief. That's right. I You're wearing a mask. I'm wearing there, it. There it's it is. There elbow. it is on my elbow. Oh, I think you've called us before on this. You've told us that before, haven't you? You bet. That's right. That's I'm right. Free, I'm a listener always and the caller sometimes. <laughs> we love it. Thank you. Thank Merry you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Christmas to, you. to you, too. Thank you so much for calling. I love that. Wearing the mask on the elbow. That's right. Te- technically, you're wearing the mask. You're wearing it. Okay, we got more callers in the queue. All right, caller in the queue. Yeah, hi. Uh, When you first went on the air, I think I was your second or third caller several months ago. Oh, very cool. Well, it was not quite that long ago. It was several weeks ago. Yeah. No, no, the lady. (laughs) There was two women that were on there. Yeah, that's us. That's us. (laughs) Okay, well, I was your second or third caller. There's so much I want to say, but I'm going to limit what I have to say. First of all, at Chris. It's quite obvious he's a Marxist-trained communist. Uh, and what he said, Lenin said this, and you tell me how this parallels. Tell a lie long enough and people will believe it. Well, and we're Hitler seeing that going said, on right now. Well, Hitler said, tell a lie long enough, it becomes the truth. And that fool that just called you, I'm sure he's a professor at UNM that preaches this stuff. Now, let me get to my point, what I was going to say. This thing with this mask, yes or no, is it a law or is it not a law? Not a law. It's not a law. Not. It has never been passed by our legislature. It never got past the House. It's never been submitted to the House. It's never been submitted to the Senate. It is not a law. And no governor can pass a law without it first going through both houses of the legislature. Well, let me let me tell you, twice I've been in Walmart and once in Smith's, and they had one of these uh, conspiracy people. They didn't wear, and they started arguing. A damn fight broke out, and this guy got the hell beat out of him oh by goodness. like seven or eight people kicking him. That was incident number one. The oh, my God. Time, I hope he sued. A woman shoved a card in this guy and used profanity. So, I mean, wear the damn thing. You know, I mean, why do you want to cause problems? Because this is uh, something you shouldn't do. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's really ridiculous. It's like somebody I just saw on YouTube 
this fool was roller skating down the street in Funny Town, that's San Francisco, oh, yeah. naked, and no one said a word about it. Na- oh my gosh, naked, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I see your point on the mask, but you know, it's not worth it. Uh, you have the mask Nazis in there, and yeah, but but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing is. Um, you're not. Lo- we're not looking for an altercation. Actually, Rebecca and I have never been in a fight no. about this. No. Someone tells us to wear a mask. We're all no thanks, or we ignore them. I ignore you don't them. have I walk to away. fight. In fact, we are yeah. huge I don't proponents. Them. Don't argue. Just live uh, your life. Don't argue. Yeah. Just anyway, live your life and and go on about your business. You know. Right. Well, I'm glad. Listen, I'm glad you cleared it up. And I know there's more people, but when you get an idiot like Chris, he's so stupid. Antifa didn't do it. They caught 11 of those people, and they would, and seven of them admitted they were Antifa. One said they were being paid to do I it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you so know, and just, Chris, just to put this in, too. To me, Chris, you're a rotten communist. You're stupid. <laughs> you should go back where you came from. And I'm assuming it was either Romania or Bulgaria with your accent. You're a real idiot. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, and keep listening. Thank you. You know, and just one it. quick thing here. Henry David Thoreau said it best, and the most succinctly, the path of least resistance leads to crooked rivers and crooked men. Yes, very true. We've been taking the path of least, path of least resistance for way too long on this, and look what it, where it has gotten us. Yeah. They had, Lujan Grinch thinks that she is the dictator of New Mexico. And, and yeah, I really do hope that um, the Biden administration, if they, if they do succeed in stealing the election, that they don't give her any type of cabinet position. Because you know what? If you all think she's happy with just doing it to this state, oh, just wait till you, she gets an opportunity to do it to the entire country. Yes. You ain't seen nothing yet. Nothing at all so yes thank you so much for our callers thank you so much to everybody who called in today we love you all we love the feedback even when you don't agree with us keep you listening wanna, you want to bring me into the room here oh been, yes sorry eddie. Here, guys. <laughs> eddie. Uh, eddie wants uh, to talk reason. well i don't want to talk <laughs> he so does own the wanna, station after all i want to share uh, i'm not sure why <laughs> i'm coming in the way i am but whatever we're getting a new board, so that's cool. I'm very excited about cool. that. Um, but you two ladies do a tremendous job. I love what you guys uh, both do. And, you know, when it comes to the mask wearing, um, and, hey, by the way, the number to call is 266-1600. Yes. I've got so many phone calls that are coming here. I mean, mm. we're just talking about the phone calls that are coming in for you on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You guys do such a good a job. You do drive some phones. But this one guy doesn't seem to understand that the number to call on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> is 266-1600. <laughs> So let's just look at the numbers very quickly, and then I don't know, if, um, Jonathan, if you can queue up um, Sheriff Gonzalez, the Democrat sheriff here in town, um, oh, and yeah. his his audio, and I want you to play his audio after I say what I'm going to say, because you have, you know, the conservatives right now are so incredibly hard up mm-hmm. for anything, and people need to remember that this man is a Democrat. Yeah. Remember that it was his sheriff's. That pulled me out of a restaurant. Yep. Do you recall that? Oh, yeah, I remember and the story. I, and I put the video on there. 4th Street. And uh, the restaurant that I went, and I pulled it down mm-hmm. um, because I, I didn't want the woman to, and, and, and she had lost her husband a couple of years ago, mm. a good friend of mine, Mike Baird, um, and a really good person, um, and did a lot. You might remember 
you know, they were, uh, they opened up all the wise pies in yes. towns. And then, yes. of course, right. they had the, the great steakhouse that was there for a time. I think it might still be there. I'm not sure. A lot of people liked it. It was the Please Knock. Is the the Vernon the, Speakeasy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, perfect. So quite, quite, we went in there. I used to hang out a lot with those guys. And, and, and I walked in on a Sunday morning because my parents, you know, they always patronize local. So we, we decided to go to go eat breakfast, mm-hmm. which is a normal thing. Right. And I've got my two kids, like I do, in the other room uh, right now, and they're with me all the time. And, and we decided that we're going to go ahead and, and, and sit down. And I just walked in. Nobody was within six feet. They were a lot further than that uh, for me. And I walked in, and I'm like, well, I, you know, I didn't even figure to put my mask, and then I just sat down. Yep. Oh, my gosh. You guys saw the whole <laughs> we altercation. Did. We saw the and live here's, videos. And here's, here's the issue that, that, I, that I currently have, because there's a time when we needed to do this. Rebecca, mm-hmm. there was, I, I may not, you might not be my cup of tea in so many ways, Okay. <laughs> And that's, to say the least. Yeah, you were you were not somebody that I would say, okay, I really want to hang out with Rebecca. That's that, Rebecca, I would never have that with you. But I, I will tell you that I love what you do because you kick ass every single day. And you were doing the work when nobody else was doing the work. That's right. And you were doing it earlier, and you were organizing, and you were doing things that other people weren't doing. And, and here's the crap I hate. That is, and, and I need every single person to get angry and upset, and there's all this opportunity going around in this marketplace. Since the very beginning, we've been trying to impeach MLG. We told you, do not obey her edict. We knew there's a lack of leadership. Do not shut down our yep. stores. We've done this since March and April. And all of a sudden, these Johnny-come-latelys, including the opportunist Sheriff Gonzalez, mm-hmm. especially him, who has not regist- re-registered as a Republican, yet. You want to see the biggest middle finger? So he said, oh, well, he's going to go ahead and say, well, we're not going to enforce it. Oh, very interesting, since the CD1 thing just came. And I hope he jumps into the race, and I hope he decides that he wants to face me in, in the midst of this, okay? Because there's this mad scramble. We have, been, uh, we have over 13, actually, we're probably now, given what you have uh, brought in now, probably well over 14,000 signatures. You're seeing what's happening in California. California is as blue as they come. What happened with every one of those disputed seats? It was a minority conservative who won every single one of those conservative seats. Go look at it. It's weird. It's weird, right. right? And what are they about to do right now in California? It's like nobody has any clue... What happened in California 10 years ago? How did determine to become the governor of uh, California? Well, they recalled a guy by the name of Gray Davis. Gray Davis was recalled. There was this random thing where there was porn stars and all these freaky Ooh. people getting involved with the election. I remember does, does hearing about that. Does anybody remember this? Yeah, I remember hearing that. It was huge. Mm-hmm. They took down the governor because they were literally sick of the governor after some and he had been there and had kept recirculating, recirculating. And, and we're, we, for some reason, we think we're better than California. We're actually worse. Yes. I think so. We I are worse so. than California because we have people who are very well, and then you have the opportunist, Manny Gonzalez, coming in. I'm like, how are Republicans cheering for a Democrat? Where did this, where did we get off thinking that, oh, we're going to go ahead and share this on Facebook and social media and we want him to run and all like, no, we don't. No. We don't want a Democrat running as a Republican. No. You register as a Republican or you be a conservative independent, but we don't want you. 
We have enough of and those in office already. Exactly. We, we can't tell yeah. it, uh, precisely. So I'd like for you we to We don't play. need another rhino. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and, and we have rhinos running the party right now. We do. Yep. And that's exactly what happened the other way. So, Jonathan, can you play that? Cue that up with the uh, Sheriff Manny Gonzalez. I want you to listen to this. And you want to talk about, uh, you know, a day late, a dollar way too damn short, and we've already had enough businesses he literally spells out everything, and it's like he's taking his last, what, month that he has in office or whatever he has to go ahead and say, oh, we're, we're not going to mask enforcing him. Well, it doesn't count now. No. It uh, does not count now. And yeah. now it is, we've already suffered through the worst the year of our life, and grid. you guys did nothing. And your sheriffs threw me out of a restaurant. They didn't want to throw me out of the restaurant. That was you, sir. That's right. And under your direction and your administration doing what the governor told you to do, if this really meant something to you, I would have never gotten thrown out that restaurant. Mike Baird and, and his wife and their wonderful restaurant that they have wouldn't have to, it felt like they enforced it and they were getting pushed because, remember, when it comes to this whole entire thing, it's like peer pressure. Well, you're doing it. You're, and all you guys are talking about right now is who had the who had the mask? I will not wear the mask. You remember that from Seinfeld, right? Yeah, yeah. Look at him. He does not want to wear the, you know, he does not want to wear the, what, what was it, the AIDS? Uh, was it the button? Yeah, the, the identifier, basically. <laughs> a button, a ribbon, I don't remember what it was, but yeah. He doesn't want to wear it. He doesn't want to wear the, the button. No soup for you. Yeah, no, uh, no so, food for you. So, no soup so, for you. So play that for Manny Gonzalez, uh, if you would, please, Jonathan. Hello, I'm Sheriff Manny Gonzalez III. COVID-19 has impacted our lives in ways we never would have imagined possible. Along with these changes, we have seen various response types implemented by local governments throughout the country. As a result, in New Mexico, we have experienced some of the most restrictive measures which significantly impacted countless New Mexicans' livelihoods, health, and well-being. Stop right there. He literally participated in every single thing that he said the government did because he is the highest law enforcement officer in this county. Yep. Today is what? December the 19th? When did he put that out? December the 18th? Oh, real nice. Yesterday. Real easy. What, what, happened, what happened two days ago or three days ago? All the Walmarts across the country and including the ones here in the big box store said, no, no, just you got to let people gather. And we, we, we're, the election's over. We're now giving shots. We're now doing all this stuff. So we, it doesn't count now. Because i got to ask you more than anybody else, Rebecca, as a person who put yourself on the line, you went out and you got signatures, you went out and you did the rallies, you got all those grassroots people. Where was the Republican Party? They were telling you to take those uh, impeach MLG things down. We, we're not supporting them. You can't impeach, impeach the governor. They were throwing yeah. them in the trash. That's they what were they were doing. Them That's up. what the Republican Party under this current leadership was doing. Because they willfully participated in this. And it's the same exact Republicans that are getting behind... Democrat Manny Gonzalez, yeah. who aided and abetted the entire time Michelle Lujan Grisham and his law enforcement. Yeah. And people need to realize that. I don't want to see this stuff now, and it comes out at Christmas, oh, well, look how wonderful, finally, someone... We've been saying it for nine months! And you know what... But you, you wanted to get now behind a Democrat, because, oh, we're safe behind a Democrat, because he's not... Look at a, a person who's willing to stand up. He's not willing to stand up. Where was he the other eight months? Oh, and because, you know, he was part of... Uh, the Operation Pushback. Well, he never showed coming. up at any of our rallies either. No. Where was he? Exactly. We had other where sheriffs. Where were the sheriffs? Up. And where were the sheriffs all year long? 
Yeah, wait, wait, remember before the, the Trump rallies and everything, and we said, well, we're going to push back. Where were the sheriffs? There, okay. were, there were some sheriffs who did down show south. Up. Yeah, from down Everybody south. Everybody in mm-hmm. Eddie and Lee County and Chavez County. And yeah. there were a and, couple and the, from northwestern New Mexico that showed up to some of our rallies. And even that rally we had Mark in Espanola, they literally escorted our entire uh, parade down Mar- the street. But Mark Cage, Mark Cage and the rest of the, those, those sheriffs from down south, they did it. Mm-hmm. But they've been doing it since day one. Yeah. And you had the Dona Ana sheriff uh, decide to flip from Democrat to Republican. How come we couldn't get Manny Gonzalez? How we couldn't get other right. people to do that? Well, I never so, heard about Manny Gonzalez, you know, joining up with the other 30 Bernalillo County, or I mean, New Mexico County sheriffs who said that they weren't going to enforce the law, some of the lawless health orders that the another governor, another great yeah, point. He never point. joined in with them. Another this great point. It was 29 time. of 32. Yeah, if I'm 29 not mistaken, of 32. Mistaken. And then the well, first until thing the is Donia like, Ana County Sheriff joined in until until he got invited to the White House to to be a part of. This. And see, this is all opportunism. That's no, what New Mexico is all b- built upon. Who do you think the transplants that come here from out of state, the silver hair ponytail crowd, like? Oh well, I can go ahead and uh, become. Um, you know, they don't say a carpetbagger, but uh, <laughs> I, I can go ahead and run for that. And run, what do you, where do you think Martin Heinrich came from? Where do you oh, think yeah. the Udalls came from? They're like, well, yeah. we could take advantage of this this population that seemingly uh, falls in love with the, the newest flavor of the week that comes out of nowhere. And everybody else who's doing the right thing, who's fighting hard, I'm like, where were they? It's, you know how many Trump supporters were yeah. out there doing it since day frickin' one? It's called day one political appropriation. Yep. People like to talk about, oh, you can't do cultural appropriation. Well, why the heck not? Democrats do political appropriation all the time and they don't a little they don't let a little thing like culture stand in the way of that. No, the Democrats have done this again and again where they appropriate whatever tagline, whatever's popular, whatever they think will get them elected and back in Power. The same same thing that happened with Steve Pierce the other day. Yes. What did Steve Pierce start to do? And he started looking at well, we're we're, we're going to look at the votes in uh, Bernalillo County, and I think we're going to try to impound those votes because uh, we're not, we just don't believe. So now we're going to donate all mm. the, that. Didn't come out until two days before the state party no. chairmanship. No, and that's uh, when that came right. Out. And what has Steve Pierce done until then? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, the, the, the fact is, everybody has been left for dead until it comes time mm. to run for an office. Or decide, and what's what's everybody else been doing? Uh-huh. Working their butts off, yeah. suffering, yes, having have. their businesses shut down. They've been out there gathering gathering signatures. They've been shouting back at these people, and they've been listening to talk radio, doing the hard work, not saying, "Well, you know, I'm going to do whatever the governor tells me to do." We've been begging the Republican Party since before the election, saying, "Be careful! There's going to be fraud." There's going to be fraud in this election. Everybody knew it. Our president was telling us that. But no, we, but have we to... had how many of these candidates who ran here and the candidates that did run? You remember the Stephanie Lords of the world. Yes. The uh, Joshua A. Sanchez of the world. Joshua A. Sanchez has a big fat Trump watch there on his left wrist when you mm-hmm. see that. I'm like, there's a guy who's not afraid to stand up for our president. Yep. Stephanie is a woman not afraid to stand up for our president no, and gather in front of the... Stephanie uh, came to numerous rallies. Oh, she was yes. there. Every single she was time. in she the showed fight up with every us. single day. Yes, she was. You, 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 you constantly heard... I mean, I loved it when she was on the radio uh, here because, you know, I brought her in. I'm like, okay, this is awesome because mm-hmm. just talk about pro-gun women. Like women and guns? Like, what could be cooler than that? Precisely. So I, I want you to play the rest of that now, Jonathan. As the most populous county, 
Bernalillo County has seen more than its fair share of personal hardships and devastation. It has been a tragic situation for many reasons, and we all agree we must do better. If this it was, year, if my it was office, so tragic... He's part of the freaking tragedy. If, if it was so tragic, why were you doing this? Why were your law enforcement officers yanking me out of a restaurant? Why were you perpetrating the tragedy? Why? Right. Where, where is this coming? What about the state police? How many times did we call them out? You know, Sean Willoughby would walk in. He was like, we got our black angels. What the hell are you talking about black angels? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, do we have to really compliment our law enforcement no matter what? And genuflected our politicians? And we can't say, like, when did this worship and getting rid of God in our schools and getting rid of God everywhere else turn into worshiping our law enforcement and worshiping our politicians? Oh, That's dude. not why they're there to protect our rights to worship, and every single one of these churches have suffered. That's yes, right. They have. How many how many churches have have shut down? How many churches no longer have their congregations? How many how many of these churches had families which had suicide, which had major major um, well, uh, alcohol, physical violence? Yeah, abuse, uh, uh, physical alcohol, abuse. domestic abuse, uh, alcoholism, drug relapses, drug overdoses. Those churches could have taken care of all of that. You know how much yes. you need the government? That much. Zero. Zero. Right. Because if you have a church and you have people congregating around values and they're like, this is right and this is wrong, uh, really, you don't even need laws because you have the trust system. You have, you have the, the honor system. You have people say, I worship Jesus Christ. Yeah. I worship God. I go to church. That's where we all, we all used to gamble. But no, we managed to go ahead and put the state in front of that. And we have the state saying how much Steve Smotherman or how much Skip Heitzig or how much any of these big churches can gather. Do you realize how many people go to those places? And finally, same thing, how much, how much pressure have I put on Skip Heitzig? I yeah. bombed him how many times on air? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I've criticized him myself. I used to go to his church. Calvary well, has and final, lost. And, what is, and finally, what has happened? Remember, he was criticizing Steve Smotherman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, he went after Steve Smotherman. I'm like, what is this all about? Yeah. Why do we have one, one church going after another church? We right. say it every single day. You know, Paul Harvey, you know, churches against church. At least. No, 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 no. We, we all believe in God. It's just a different flavor. You know, you make good chili. I make good chili. We all make great chili. Or it's like, it's like or everyone, I'll make pasole. Whatever. Yeah, whoever. <laughs> you know, we all take it differently, but we all have those same traditions, and we all get together, and we're like, oh, yeah, my grandmother makes the best. My yeah. So you guys all love your pastors, and why is one pastor attacking another pastor? Right. And I couldn't figure it out in these Easter services. I'm like, sure enough, that guy's going to regret what he's doing, and I'm going to make him regret it. And, and now, look at what happened. He didn't participate in that. He went along with Michelle Lujan Grisham. And what happened to Skip Heitzig? What happened to Pastor Skip? And he didn't have the easiest year. He was sick. He was infirm. I think mm-hmm. he had some, yeah. some things that happened earier. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening to him? Well, his son comes out, and he's like standing up against the governor. I'm like, <laughs> wow. It yep. is about damn time. Yeah. And, and until you say no more, which we have been saying since day one, we would have been happy to go along with whatever is being asked for of us, Provide the proof, provide the reasons, we're good law-abiding citizens, we'll do what is asked so we Mm -hmm. can get through this quickly as possible. But we also want to see our leadership participate in the very same things that we are forced to do. I can't get a paycheck, the governor doesn't get a paycheck. I I can't go to a jewelry store, Hmm. you can't go to a jewelry store. I have to wear a mask, you have to wear a mask. Like All she did was the whole mask thing, and it was more of a fashion statement. She enjoyed what she was doing, but nobody could see beyond that. 
because they were so inundated with the fear. And the leadership, when they don't look to the churches, when they don't get it uh, from politicians, where do they get it from? They get it from their talking heads on their television. Mm-hmm. Implicit in this entire corruption of the COVID-19 here in this state for population control and um, edict uh, yeah. ordination here in, the, in this state is your talking heads who never questioned the governor. They yeah. took her word as gold. And as she's moved the goalposts, changed where one, and, and I was, as I was talking, and you guys heard what I was saying, and I was getting into it with Dr. Summers, mm-hmm. and I was pretty upset with him because he said, oh, I'm going to take the, the vaccine, and it's a good science. I'm like, uh, no, we're going to stop the show right here, okay? Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and tee this off. Because now you're telling me six companies have developed this entire thing All in less than a year. And, oh, and you say just because Trump rolled it out? I haven't heard really Trump. Why are we talking about Trump getting a vaccine? Why are we needing to get a vaccine? Why, right. You know, when I put on my Facebook, I said, here's the people who aren't, who aren't going to be getting the vaccine. I have literally like 500 people respond. Like, it is those 500 people who actually make it okay for us to push back against the government. Yes. Because we should not be... Uh, uh, trusting the government, and I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat. Well, look at what's point, been going put, on for the past year. To, to all put, the corruption, all the lies. To put that in our bodies without going through the proper channels, which means that we're going to have to learn to live with COVID. I thought we were going to flatten the curve. We never flattened the curve. Instead, what we said is we can't beat this. We're all going to shut down. And you know what? What's worse, you getting COVID or you you're shutting your business? hundred times out of a hundred, what did we pick? Shut oh, down, shutting down the business. Shut, shutting down business. I would I much rather catch life. COVID and have a 99.8% chance of recovery than to lose everything I have. In and, fact, and you did. Everybody does. And so I did, did lose I. everything I had. I, I, my business is gone. I'm just doing spotty here and there contractor work now, and that's it. And nobody has any money unless it comes from the government, and this is what they're ultimately angling for. And everybody and, needs to realize that freedom's not relative. And this, th- this started when we lost a citizen government. When when government started to become a career, mm-hmm. that's when we lost. That's Instead when reality was lost in Washington D.C. Yeah, and I'm I've told people totally for agree. years, for years, I said, you know, look at look. All right, you want an example? Look at the hospitals. Look at the names of the hospitals. You used to have St. Joseph's, for instance. Vista St. Crincent. Yeah, you Saint used to have hospitals named after saints. Now, what are they called? They're called I, I don't know some business name now. Because they're not run by churches. They're not run no, by they're, charitable, they're owned by big corporations organizations. Now. And so when you remove all that, you know, and, and I've had people who just bulk, even other Christians, they bulk at me when I tell them this. They're like, oh, my gosh, you're so melodramatic. And I said, you know, when you look at the schools and you remove uh, God. When, it's not melodramatic <laughs> when the entire uh, city and state have been destroyed. Right. And, and we're all having to adapt to accommodate what someone else thinks is right when we clearly know that it's wrong. If I'm looking at the stats, and I am. Let me just put this in front of you all. And sorry to interrupt you on that, Jonathan. I thought that was... See, that, and that's what talk radio does. What you and I and what we were all talking about here in this room, we're making everybody else talk. Mm-hmm. That's yes. what's important. That's when what you we want to do. There's got to be other people yeah. listening. And when they listen, they'll tell other people, and they're inspired, and they push. And then they're going to go ahead and say, well, here's my experience. And, yeah, that didn't seem right. I didn't really feel... I'm like... Yeah, it didn't feel right because it wasn't right. Trust your gut. Yeah. I go think, yeah. go with that. And everybody has been going against themselves because this is new. We've never heard this before. Let me give you the stats. What is the number of cases? 127,500 as of today. 1.8 million tests performed. 
127,000 of 2.1 million is right around 5, 6% yeah. of the people who have been infected. I'd say those people, they should never get the vaccine. But now we're starting to talk about people who've been infected before, and they're like going to get the vaccine. Why would you give someone Why? a vaccine? Well, that's what I was asking with, with Dr. Summers. Right, and they're perpetrating this lie now that suddenly you can catch something and then catch it again. Catch it again. It's there like, you go. But before this year, that was never the case. But doesn't that... It, but so, science has changed. To every, oh, no, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> science oh, no. has changed. But a hundred years has gone out the window of research, yeah. and, and everything's right. different Everything now. we thought we knew is suddenly just null and void. Baseline gone. See, yeah. they, we, we said we wanted to turn to Mexico red. This is not what we conservatives had in mind when we wanted to turn New Mexico red, make sure every single county is in the red zone and on full lockdown. You <laughs> yeah. know, and they're sitting there laughing at us, sneering at us, making fun of us. Well, this is what you need to do to comply. And they're, they're the governor's spokesperson, which hardly anybody besides uh, me, Dowd, and uh, uh, Larry Barron speak out against, I mean, has, has made fun of us while we're sitting here losing our very lives. And I want you to finish up, uh, if you would, Jonathan, that... That um, that last little part by by Manny, um, uh, the opportunist in, in the midst of all this. Just listen to numerous citizens concerned about what has been characterized as oppressive lockdown ma mandates. I sympathize with the families, business owners, children, and houses of worship to the point that they believe their civil liberties are being compromised. The vast majority of schools are closed to meaningful in-person learning. How, how long, how long have our schools been closed down, Jonathan? How long has New Mexico been closed down? No, how long have our schools been closed down? All year. March! <laughs> I mean, all year. Right. Apparently this is news to Manny Gonzalez. Right? That's like, uh, where has he been? Does yeah, he not know what's going uh, on? Uh, He's been hanging with Steve <laughs> Pierce, and I guess maybe they're partying Him with Steve Ellis. Steve have been hanging out somewhere. So, and where, is, where the Republican Party has been. Yeah. And, and, absent. And, and absent. Not there and not pushing back. How easy would this have been for a political party to basically organize around a bunch of grassroots people who wanted to see something change? We were out there and trying. And we should have done it before the state took out contracts with most of the civil rights lawyers so they could pay them to not do their job. ACLU, big culprit in the midst yes. of all this. It's funny how they advocate on, on behalf of every single uh, little, but when it comes to everybody, the greatest... Um, if you will, violation of our civil rights. The ACLU has been dead silent. I Why? Sent them because an email. it benefited the left. I sent them an email back in April. I still have not heard back. Of course you won't. The first time that, that someone really infringed on my rights and tried to insist that I wear a mask, actually, sorry, it was May. It was May. Um, you know, when she first instated the mask mandates, the first time that that happened, I sent something to them. Have not heard back a single thing about that. Why does the ACLU exist? That's good. We're, go we're going to get back well, to Well, you know what the meaning of ACLU is? It's the... Um, oh, it's going to be funny. Yeah, yeah. It's the American Communist Liber uh, uh, Lawyers Union. First Amendment <laughs> to the United States, the ACLU, freedom of religion. How many, how many churches that have been destroyed have been helped, have been helped during this time? The one institution that could help more than anything else is a church. Because they help and they don't have, they have very little overhead. If you if you donate money to like these these causes that you see advertised on right. TV, what maybe ten percent of the money actually goes to the cause. If, when you when you put money into the church, it's it's for the most part all volunteer. 
It's all almost volunteer. all the money goes. You know how many deposit. lives the church saves without oh, yeah. without without doing anything, without even saying any more than what they say up at the pulpit. Yeah. Countless. We could never count them. We have no idea the number no. of people that God saved. And yet they've through, been trying their darndest to put the churches out of business. And then, and then you have, of course, the the other portion, helping out people with their food, their rent, mm-hmm. gifts, jackets, you name it. The church is always there. Yeah, it is. But now we're like, no, the government wants to compete with the churches, so the ACLU is never going to help that because no. the ACLU likes the government. The ACLU doesn't care about the First Amendment. The mm-hmm. ACLU is all about shutting those churches down. If it gives more freedom, and as we found out this year, you don't have the freedom to say whatever you want, certainly on social media and Twitter. And, oh, no, and, you'll be silent. Facebook, yeah. If, if anything, it's the anti-First Amendment. I've been silenced myself. Well, J- I, got put, anymore. I, I got put in Facebook jail just oh, recently. Right. Yeah, but, 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 you got, <laughs> but you have this now. I, we yeah. know people who've had to make account after account after account because their accounts keep oh, getting well, canceled. A good and, friend of ours says she's on like her third account now yeah. because they keep putting her in Facebook. But, yeah, Jaybird, you, you've, okay. say, you've been saying something since the beginning about the two institutions that should be open during any kind of crisis that should not be closed and not be constrained by the federal government. It should be churches and hospitals, because hospitals can help you look after your physical well-being, but churches help you look after your spiritual well-being, which spills over into your physical well-being. And that goes right back to to what, what I've been saying for even before COVID, is, is governments are stepping in and they're removing churches from charitable organizations. They're taking them out and, and they're, they're wanting people to rely on the government for charity. And as we know, the government is not a moral organization. They do such you a great job not. of managing money, too. Well, yeah, right. well, forget about that. Yeah, that's, that's true, but that's a whole other topic. But they, <laughs> they are not a moral, they, they don't stand on morals. Why are we looking to them? For moral guidance, we need the churches, we need the hospitals. We need the churches more than anything, and we yeah. need hospitals that, that literally just em- employ the Hippocratic Oath and let people get the health care that they want. And go and ahead need. and open up to yeah. full capacity. Instead, exactly. instead of being giving in to threats by the government. Rationing. Well, if you, if you prescribe hydroxychloroquine, we're going to pull your license. And that's the first thing they did is they created the, ras- mm-hmm. they created the rationing of hydroxychloroquine yep. or anything else yep. by saying, well... You know, we're not scientists at the state, but based upon what we know, we believe that stuff to be false. And our epidemiologists, who we pay them to say this stuff, have told us that hydroxychloroquine doesn't work because that's what the president says it works because he's taking that. <laughs> like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, F- yeah. Finish up on Manny there, there, Jonathan. The vast majority of schools are closed to meaningful in-person learning. New Mexico families are waiting in line for hours to buy food and purchase other goods. And countless businesses have been shut down, many to which unlikely to open again. Some elected office holders have prioritized turning everyday citizens into villains for simply attempting to live their lives in the pursuit of happiness. It is my opinion that the resources of the Sheriff's Office should be focused on making our communities safe and more prosperous for the everyday citizen. As the sheriff, duly elected by the Bernalillo County citizens, I choose to direct this this agency's time and resources toward enforcing the law to keep the people free of crime. There it is. Overreaching restrictions will only hurt our community. For that reason, 
We will not follow along with any order. There it is. So he's finally pushing back mm-hmm. against the government. Finally pushing back against his Way his too government. late. Well, why? At the very only, end of his term. Only because he knows that the people cannot stand what is going on, and he thinks he can appropriate right. our mass sentiment and turn it into political class. And there's better candidates for mayor. There really oh, is. Lonnie, God, Lonnie yes. Talbert, I certainly hope that he runs. You know, Dan Lewis, uh, I, I know, wanted uh-huh. to run. Um, unfortunately, because of this huge identity politic, you know, we need a, a Hispanic to probably yeah. run. Um, you know, we've had very limited, I mean, Tim Keller, you know, you want to talk about cultural appropriation. Oh, my God, you know, we need to get rid of that guy. Um, and, and here's a guy who's not going to run for CD1. But, you know, we have got to flip ABQ. That's really that, that simple. And if we don't do that, if this whole thing, we don't have the governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham will run roughshod yeah. over us in, in 2026, mm-hmm. I mean 2022, and then it yeah. just becomes 2026 and another 86 years here in this state. And what you both are doing is very important. When you put together your show notes and you get that information out there, there are people who are coming to you that are starved for the information that you have. And I'm glad that you guys both have a voice and, uh, you know, it's nothing personal. There's just certain things that, you know, uh, I should say it this way, Rebecca, you know, there's certain sandwiches that people like and certain sandwiches <laughs> that they don't. But I will tell you, as soon as I saw Rebecca, it's just like a lot of other people, too. But I get along uh, with nobody, but I get along with everybody. Yeah. And I think what we need to understand is that regardless of whether or not we like them or they're our cup of tea, what is important is that we all have the shared agenda of making New Mexico and making Albuquerque a better place. Yes, and absolutely. I think we have failed. I'm, I'm so. This is kind of a weird thing to say uh, because people know how I have been about the Lobos having formed the play for the Lobos. I, 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 I do like what the Danny Gonzalez and the Lobos did, and they have locals on there. Mm-hmm. And for so long, we've been talking about other athletes outside of our market who've come in and come and save us, and we're always, and it's finally, you know. We are the only people who can save ourselves. New Mexicans. Yes. People who aren't going to pick up and leave and say, well, you know what, this place is no good. i got to get it. Yeah. It's not my place to change it. I'm never going to pick up and leave. It's just not going to happen. And I think when New Mexico decides to go ahead and find the best of itself, look at that beautiful sun, the way that it's hitting us. Today. Look at that sunset that, that's coming in. Look at the food. Look at Christmas is like no other place anywhere else like it right. is here in the desert southwest in, in, in Albuquerque. And people need to realize just what a gift that we have that we're wasting because we're constantly waiting for people to bail us out, whether it be the federal government or elected politicians with their great ideas from other places. Name one thing that Michelle Lujan Grisham has adopted from the progressive left that is coming from New York and Vermont and, uh, and Chicago and California and Washington State that has been good for this state. We know what's good for this state. Rebecca, you know. That our listeners out there, they know. They can make that decision. We were having a great conversation about Matanzas the other day. I'm like, you want to talk about the one thing that brings people together no matter what? Like, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but again, it's like pig's blood. You know, having these Matanzas, having everybody get together, having a great time, you know, having a little bit of tequila, having the, the, the split open. I mean, with everybody should be partaking of this because these are the cultural things that have brought us together. And what's happened this year? They've taken down our obelisk. They've taken down our culture. They've, they've feigned uh, fake hate crimes. On the place called, yeah, on, they've, confl- they've conflated our uh, ancestors 
with uh, white colonials. They've they've conflate. They've tried to rewrite our history. So where did that come from? That came from Red Nation. Yep. That came from a guy, uh, Estes, mm-hmm. who is a professor at Harvard University. I'm like, how long does it take for you to pay attention to that? This guy's literally running a social experiment with yes. his Red Nation, and it caught caught fire. He started that whole anti-Columbus day. They started flipping that here. A couple of dumbass uh, city councilors jumped on board. Uh, Ray Gardunio and a couple mm-hmm. of other guys like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now we, we have... should atone for our sins. I mean, and now we're renaming schools and roads and buildings all over New Mexico because, exactly. oh, you can't say Oñate right. and, and, and KUNM. Oh, you know, the, the, the hall that can't be named. Yeah. It, 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 exactly. That's the that's the audio that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. So you guys are both doing a great job. I just wanted to come and talk about uh, specifically Manny Gonzalez. I need. Yes, I think thank you. We need our state to wake up uh, to that. I think it's the one thing that everyone's going to say. Oh, that's good. This is how they lull you to sleep. Yep. They get one of those guys and one of the other persons. Oh no, we're going to take care of you. To make a little you. sense that we're it's and, okay. and then everyone goes back. And Manny is just a clear signal to say. Oh, you know what? Maybe Democrats aren't so bad. See, there's good and bad. See, Mijo, there's good and bad Democrats. No. Uh, no. If you're a registered Democrat, <laughs> trust me, the whole party itself is evil. It is. You're, and for those of you who are afraid, to, there's about 50% of you in the Democrat Party right now that you want to leave. Just leave. leave. Go re-register. Yeah. Don't be a Democrat anymore. Okay? Just leave. Be independent, be a Republican, do whatever you want, but do not be a Democrat anymore. You've got to do something else because the party is gone. And and Rebecca and I have been saying for a long time now that we you need to run. Everybody needs to run. We are the leaders we've been waiting for. Like Eddie said, this is our state. This is our home. I was watching Fiddler on the Roof with my children the other day and and watching people being, you know, pushed out and forced to leave their homes and it it occurred to me I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of a little bit of what we're going through right now. Our home is under attack. And, you know, that there may be bad things about it, but there's good things, and it's our home, and we need to stand up and fight for it. You all are the leaders you've been waiting for. So start, start coming forward. Start putting yourself out there. Run for a school board. Run for city council. Like Eddie was saying, we need to take back Albuquerque. We will never have another free election in this city, in this county, Unless we can flip our not only the mayoral office, the city council office, the county offices, etc., we need to take back our state. So thank you, everybody, everybody, for listening today and for calling in, for sharing, for being part of you know that this station is your voice, not just ours. So once again, I'm Natalie. I'm Rebecca. And remember, resistance is not futile. Stay free. Merry Christmas.